Oxford team captain is coming out across the field. Pretty decent crowd for Oxford building over on the far side. Oxford said one of the best teams in the state in either, any class, Scott, really. You're exactly right, Roger. They've, uh, you know, year in, year out, Oxford's just loaded with talent. They've got size, they've got speed, um, you know, and ton, tons of athletes to choose from. Oh, absolutely. Every year they're just kind of loaded with college prospects, and a good many of them are one, uh, you know, major college prospects. Yeah, I heard Coach Banks talking, the uh, basketball coach here at Fort Payne was talking talking about Oxford the other day and said they played them early in the year, and they said, oh, yeah, we don't even have our other guys here from football yet. <laughs> he said they'd bring in about three strings of five late in the year, and they'd, yeah. neither one of them miss a beat. Right. Well, they're now meeting at mid midfield, and we'll see here who gets the ball first. As the introductions play onto the huge scoreboard down to our left in front of the field house in the concession stand. Waiting on the coin toss. There's the coin is tossed. Looks like Fort Payne may have won the toss. Let's see to make sure. Fort Payne will receive, so I believe Fort Payne won the toss, deferred to the second. Well, that wouldn't make sense, would it? I guess Oxford must have won the toss and deferred, and Fort Payne will receive. Fort Payne will be going from our left to the right. Fort Payne in their black jerseys with the gold and white stripes and the gold pants, black helmets. Oxford in the all-white, and those numbers that can be tricky to see over there, Scott. Yeah, we, we've had our trouble with those in the past, haven't we, Roger? Those gold, gold numbers on the white jerseys, especially with the light hitting them in just the right direct, direction, it's hard, definitely hard to see them. At least these are outlined in black, where the Fort Payne jerseys like that are not outlined, Line. and it's about impossible it's... to read those things, even past midfield. So as time winds down, I'm sure they'll stop the clock here momentarily and get all the teams out on the field, but we're still waiting for the Cats to enter the field from our left under the big Fort Payne banner. The big wildcat not out there tonight from the inner through the mouth, I guess because of COVID concerns. And they break through, and here come the wildcats onto the field. Not the usual crowd uh, we've been seeing this year. I don't know uh, the reasoning behind that. I guess a lot of people thought, well, they could stay home and watch this one tonight since we're going up against Oxford. But, well, I think Fort Payne will give them a, a good game tonight. Yeah, that slight chance of rain may have kept some of them at home. I think most of that's going to be after midnight or early morning, really. So, anyway, it feels good now. It's warm. Hopefully it stays that way. We said Oxford will come out and will kick the ball away. They'll be kicking from our right and to our left. And maybe a good thing Fort Payne's going to get the ball first. Give an opportunity to see go back as Cam goes back deep and 24, Caden Dubos back around the Fort Payne 10-yard line set to receive the kickoff. Gutierrez, the kicker for the Yellow Jackets. And there's the whistle, and we're set and ready to get this one underway. Wildcat Stadium, and there's a toe into it. It's going to go to the far side to Cam Thomas at the 12, the 15, the 20. He's hit, escapes one tackle, going to try to come back to the near side. Then he's just wiped out. 
back around the 17 yard line. Boy, I bet he wished he had went down on that first lick. <laughs> they definitely took a good lick there, Roger, but um, <clears throat> like him was gonna have a little bit of room on that far sideline after the first tackler missed him and he ran right in the back of one of his own players. So the Cats will take the field on offense first. We'll see who's in that backfield. We've got Cash back there at one wide out and it is Caden Dubose beside to the right side of J.D. Blaylock. Cash split to the near side from the shotgun. J.D.'s going to hand it off, fake the handoff, then just going to tuck it and run right up the middle. Going to find some running room, escapes, gets to the outside, and finally knocked out of bounds after close to a five-yard gain. He's going to get right at almost six yards, Roger. Nope, four yards. Yep. Steve's always going to back it up. To go. Yeah, they always there, there, back there it go. up. Always back it up. <laughs> I learned that. Well, I hadn't learned that lesson because I always say where it's supposed to be, then they back it up. Second down six after J.D. kept the ball after the fake to Dubose. First possession of the game. Now J.D. moves up under center with Dubose set deep in the backfield. Going to turn, going to hand to him, trying to find a way out right. They mix the tackle in the backfield and they get out to the 21, maybe the two-yard line. So a gain of one or two, we'll see where they place it. Going to give him, we'll say they give him two on that, and it'll be a third down and a long four. Davis made the tackle for Oxford. Oh, boy, a big third down play already coming. Hopefully Fort Payne can pick up a first down and keep this momentum going. Third down and a long four. Cam, along with Sawyer Burke, both split to the near side. J.D. looks from the shotgun, throws out, has Sawyer, and it's knocked out of his hands incomplete. So Fort Payne will have to bring in Alex and kick the ball away. Sawyer got his hands on it, Scott, and the guy just raked it out that of his hands. Sure, sure did. And it would have been a first. I think. Sure, sure would have been. Been, been awfully close. So just what Fort Payne really don't need is to give Oxford good field position to start the game. So Alex will come in to kick this one away. See back deep is Rodriguez Elston. And Figgins back. They stand at the inside the 40-yard line. Nice bombs kick. one here. Yeah, it's over everybody's head. Takes a big bounce, still bouncing at the 10, and they're going to pick it up around the seven-yard line. Fagan's trying to get away, dances around, then going to give up yardage and be tackled again for a loss. Well, he had a, two or three more yards, but kept peeling around there in backfield and finally tackled at the seven-yard line. Man, what a punt for Alex. Ball was set on what the 20 yard line, Roger, and it flew all the way probably over the 30, probably flew all the way to the 25. Yeah. That and ball they, carries yeah. 55 yards in the air at least. So that's a good thing for Fort Payne. They, as Oxford will have it first and 10 from their own seven yard line. Trey Higgins is the quarterback. Elston and Morris is in the backfield, and the whistle's going to sound. And let's see what happens there. Can we back them up five? I think they're going to call it against Fort Payne. Hard snap count got us that time. Is it 34 maybe that got off, jumped offside? Not sure who that was. Roger, there was a couple of them right along the line when uh, Higgins gave the hard snap count. Well, that'll make it first and five now. The ball will go all the way out to the 12-yard line. Oh, had them deep. And got to be careful. Can't give them anything in a game like this. 
still not started the play clock yet. Still showing 25 seconds. And they're sending the number three is going to go over to the sideline. Apparently had some kind of illegal piece of clothing, and he has to toss it away. Well, here we go. First and five now from the 12-yard line. Higgins alone in the backfield, and the whistle's going to sound again and stop before play can get underway. What now? Well, they moved the ball, what, one inch? They're just waiting on the officials to all get on the same page. Well, here we go again. Yeah, this is, we've seen this a lot this year. We have. So, first and five from the 12. Higgins, your quarterback, rolls back, wants to throw. Going to go for it all down the near sideline, going to overthrow his receiver. He tried to hit number four, streaking down the middle of the field, really rocked Taylor. And there is a flag on the play. I, I was watching the flight of the ball. We didn't hit the quarterback later. Did you notice? Scott? We did, and I think they're going to get one of uh, Fort Payne's defenders grabbing the arm of the receiver of uh, Rock Taylor. Pass interference against Fort Payne will give Oxford a first down. Well, Rock Taylor, the ball was a long way from Rock Taylor, but yeah, it doesn't matter here if it's catchable or not, so that'll move the ball. 15 yards and give them another first down. Yeah, Rock, Rock Taylor, a senior, coming in at 6'4", 217. Then you got Higgins, a quarterback, 6'4", 200. Uh, I don't see anybody on this uh, starting lineup for Oxford. We've got one guy at 5'11". The rest of them are six foot and go all the way up to 6'6". Six, six. Well, he had no problem with arm strength on that throw, did he? No, he did not. So first down now at the 27-yard line. He snapped over his head. Trying to get back on it, has it before Payne's going to surround him and miss a tackle, but now they close in on him and drop him for a big loss. Looks like after the tackle was made, somebody came in there and wiped out a Fort Payne player, but no flags fly. So Higgins, after the bad snap, is going to lose a bunch. All the way back to the 13-yard line, a loss of 14 on the play. That big play for Fort Payne. Higgins again is going with a hard snap count. Looked like some Fort Payne players might have jumped, but the ball gets snapped way over the back of his head, and uh, he kind of just nonchalantly goes back and picks it up. True. Second down and 25 to go. So this is right where you want them. And Higgins gets going to hand off to the running back. Going to find an opening. Fort Payne finally closes in on him as he crosses out to the 22-yard line. I believe that was Rodicus Elston on the carry. And it was Elston, and he'll go out of the game. They're going to bring in like number 23 comes back in, Shannon Morris. Abbott Maxwell on the tackle. Now third down and 15 from there on 22-yard line. Big third down play. Cats with a chance to stop him here and get the ball back. Higgins drops back looking. Ben proceeds. They're on top of him. There's a holding flag. They're going to, well, I thought they dropped him. He's still loose. Going to hit him, but he throws it, and it's in complete pass. Is it complete? Yes, he catches that ball out around the 35-yard line. But now we're go it's still going to be short of the first by about two yards. But let's see what the flag is. I would think it's going to be holding as Fort Payne had a huge rush on the quarterback. It looked like the guy on the outside, on this near side, to us was holding. Holding against holding Oxford. Against Oxford. 
Was that 94 that got in on the quarterback so quickly? I believe it was, wasn't it, for the Cats? I was watching Heisman quarterback Brown. Roger. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, it was Heisman Brown that really just broke right through there and put pressure on, me, on him immediately. So that'll move them back. It's going to be another third. And all the way back inside the 10-yard line, all the way down to the 7-yard line. And it is third down and whew, about 27. Like you're right. Maybe be more than about that. Third down and about 30. So here we go. Senior Trey Higgins alone in the backfield. Triple receivers to the near side. Twin receivers to the far. He's going to carry the ball right up the middle and tripped up. Great play there by number 47 for Fort Payne. Who was Devin Wells? Devin last week, as we mentioned in the pregame, had 12, 13 tackles last week. So he started hot again. Now it's going to be fourth and still over 20, fourth and about 22, 23. So are going to go for it? Right now they're not showing punting formation. Now the quarterback here might punt it. We'll see twin receivers to each side. Play clock down to seven. High snap, and he is going to pooch kick the thing. Four Payne's not around it. They better get away from it as they battle out there. Not much of a kick, and it's going to die at the 45-yard line. Fort Payne will have great field position, Scott, to start their second uh, drive of the game at their 45. Yeah, great great stop by Fort Payne's defense. Uh, aided a little bit by penalties there by Oxford. But uh, all in all, just a great first defensive series for Fort Payne. Yeah, but you got to still give that defense credit. They forced those penalties. Penalties, they, they, they did. You're exactly right, Roger. So here we go, J.D. again at quarterback in the shotgun. Going to throw a little slant out to the left side. Has a man there and crosses into their territory down near the 33-yard line. Marcus Ledford, who had a touchdown last week down at Pell City with a good gain of Almost seven. Call it second down in three. So far, they hadn't handed the ball into the backfield yet. So, Caden Dubo so far has not had an opportunity to carry the ball. As they come back up to the line of scrimmage, second down, three. J.D. going to throw and, ooh, knocked away. Boy, that guy, if that's number eight. And if he had made that grab, he could have went the whole distance, Scott. That was Roderick Elston, the running back. And, boy, he had an eye on it, and it would have been clear sailing down this near sideline. So third down and three. Cat's still alive on this drive. And we're pretty close to field goal territory, wouldn't you think? Ball, ball sitting on what the 38-yard line, 55-yarder. Definitely, I would think. Okay, J.D. Look, going to throw again. Has a man out of the backfield caught. Down to the 25, makes the move to 20, 15, 10, 5, down to the 1. Did he fumble it? No. Nope, they're going to mark him down at the 1. That was Cash. It was Connor Cash. They're just going to run him out of the backfield out here in the flats, and there was just no nobody there And after the catch. Great job by Cash picking up the extra yards and coming close to scoring. Boy, this team is fired uh, up. First and goal for the Cats after the big Cash run down at the Oxford 1-yard line. Of course, we know who normally would be seeing here. <laughs> no doubt Hunter would be getting this ball. Absolutely. 
But let's see what Fort Payne decides to do. J.D. in the shotgun. Going to hand to Dubose. He's in for the touchdown. Caden Dubose goes the final yard, and Fort Payne takes the lead. 6.04 to go in the first quarter. Roger actually gave the uh, ball to Daryl Prater that time. Number, 30, Darryl, number 34 is sitting on the left side of uh, Blaylock in the, set, in the backfield and uh, yeah. hands it to him, just pounded it right up the middle for a touchdown. Well, they snuck him in there, and Fort Payne's got illegal procedures. There's a flag on the play. So that will wipe out the touchdown. It'll move the ball all the way back to the six-yard line, where it'll still be first and goal now from the six as they'll bring Darwin Camp out. I think it was Darwin who moved on the play, as Coach is not a happy camper over there talking to Darwin. Now we've got Fort Payne. has got number 42, Makai Maxwell, in the backfield. They're going to hand it still to number 34. Makai was a... And did Fort Payne fumble the ball, or was he down? It came loose again. Yep, they're going to say he was down once again carrying the ball for the Cats that time was uh, Darrell Prater. Davis made the stop. Pick up one yard, second and goal now from the five. Didn't think about seeing Darrell Prater in there. He kind of fooled me on that carry before. I thought it was Dubose. Dubose is split out to the left side. One's 34, the other's 24. Of course, Prater a good bit bigger. Again, they're going to hand off to him. He's going to go up the middle again, does Prater. Going to get a couple of yards to the three where it'll be third and goal. Steve says he's down to the two. Let's see where they finally place it. Yeah, looks like the three. Third and goal from the three. Will we try something, Scott, and get away from that run right up the middle? Last couple of plays, Oxford's been crashing hard in the, off the edges, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Fort Payne to fake it to Prater and kind of get it, try to get it to the outside with a chance to run in the end zone. Prater again set in the backfield. Maxwell in blocking formation. They're going to fake it, going to run. He wants to throw it. Nobody's open. He's going to take it and going to run, and he's going to be stopped short of the goal line. Bradford on the carry to the one-yard line. And Blaylock on the carry to the one. PA guy said Ledford on the carry, but it was Blaylock. He got it to the one. That time they did, they're going to fake, fake the handoff to Prater again. They're just going to send Blaylock on just a design quarterback run and just trying to beat, beat the defense at the corner and just couldn't quite get there. But looks like Fort Payne's going to go for it. Fourth and one, Fort Payne knows they need every point they can get in this, this game. J.D. under center going to turn, going to hand to Prater. He's, He's going to dive. Is he in there waiting, waiting? Touchdown, Daryl Prater. I didn't know if this official was ever going to signal. No, I don't know what they were waiting on. Finally, the touchdown indication comes, and Fort Payne's in a lead six to nothing. We've got a player injured. It's a, looks like an Oxford player down right inside the goal line. That was a big, and they're going to wave off the flag. Apparently, a flag came out, and touchdown is good. Got an injured Oxford player down on the field. He looks like he's in some pain, too. There was just a whole – everybody really was in on that point of attack down there, and there was a big collision. And the Oxford player, like I said, looks like he's uh, in a little bit of pain. Yeah, he's sitting up. Now, that's a good start, isn't it? 
And Roger, on that play, I think everybody in the world knew exactly where that football was going, and Oxford still couldn't stop it. Absolutely. Good, good job on the Fort Payne offensive line and uh, Prater pounding that ball in the end zone. Well, he's going to try it off the injured player. Was that number two, maybe? Kind of hard. No, it's more Seven, than 17? 17, I believe. It's kind of hard. No, it's a linebacker. I couldn't tell if it was 27 or 17. They don't have a full roster in here for Oxford, so if he's not on the starting defense, which he should be, you would think. That yeah, may, may have been 17, Lee Robinson. Yeah. So Alex will come in, try to tack on the extra point. Whistle's going to sound, and let's see what's happening now. Now, what are they pointing at? Making somebody move. They're sending out a player. Did they have too many men on the field, and they're sending out a player? <laughs> well, and bringing in somebody else. That's kind of strange, and why they sent him out, but the guy that did it was all the way across the field from him, so I don't know what he could see. Oh, anyway, Alex will step it off and try to put on the extra point. Good snap. The hole's down. The kick is up quickly, and the kick is good. 4.05 to go here in the first quarter of play, and Fort Payne now leads 7-0. Man, Scott, you couldn't ask for a better start for Fort Payne. Really couldn't, Roger. I mean, you go back, go back to a great defensive stop, as you alluded to. I said they had some penalties, but Fort Payne, you, like, like you said, they, Fort Payne caused it. Uh, you know, the holding call, they got great pressure on Higgins, the quarterback, and had a great defensive stop and pinned Oxford back deep. And uh, Oxford didn't hit the best punt. Fort Payne ends up in great field position. And uh, see J.D. Blaylock just throw a great little pass out in the flash to Connor Cash to set us up in great position to score. And we had to work for it, though, didn't we? <laughs> we, we did. Had a, uh, what was it, illegal procedure call? down on the goal line and then uh, took all three plays. We, we pounded it in. Yeah, actually it went in what on fourth down, didn't we? Yeah, we scored Danger on fourth was. and one. So Alex will tee it up at the Fort Payne 40. And, and you never know about Oxford. They got some dangerous guys back standing around their own five yard line between the five and the 10, three actually back. See if Alex can just put it through the end zone. He approaches, puts a toe into it. He got all of this one, and it comes down way out of the end zone. So bring it out to the 20, first and 10 for the Yellow Jackets. Roger, we talk about this just about every week, but it, it's it's really critical against a team like this. When you got somebody like an Alex McPherson that can kick it in the back of the end zone, really eliminates uh, – some big, big plays potentially for Oxford. It just takes the balls out of some playmakers' hands and uh, pretty much just going to get them starting on the 20-yard line all, all night. Yeah, that remind me to tell you a story later on about the kickoffs uh, to deal with next week's opposition, the uh, North Carolina <laughs> <right>. Chiefs. <laughs> so here we go again. The quarterback is set. That is Higgins. Higgins going to fake it, wants to throw, goes in the middle, has a receiver wide open out near the 40-yard line. Fort Payne's right there with Darwin Camp to bring him down, but a, around a 17, 18-yard pickup and a first down for the Yellow Jackets. And a good job by Darwin Camp that time, not letting Oxford pick up any yards after the catch. Back. 
Back in the shotgun is Higgins. Running back set to his left. Going to throw again across the middle, and that's off the fingertips. And, ooh, boy, that one was up in there, and Fort Payne might have had an opportunity. 43 was back there and looked like he might have had a shot. And there's a fly, flag on the play again laying at the 45-yard line. That play happened so fast, what could the call be? Boy, how in the world did he get downfield that quick? The play took a little bit of time, Roger. They're going to line up with one receiver on the far side of the field and trips to this near side. And the inside slot receiver, they drop him back like they had a little screen pass set up to this near side or a little hot route and uh, didn't throw it right away and let it go down the middle of the field. And it looked like the lineman kind of released downfield. Fort Payne's going to decline the penalty, so it'll be second down and still 10 to go. You notice Oxford got their pink socks and shoes, at least most of them do. I guess cancer awareness. Here we go on the second down and 10. Higgins again, the quarterback, sends his tailback off to the right side, man in motion across. Higgins drops, wants to throw, being pressured, it's going to be hit, gets away, circling back, going to drop more yardage, finally lets it go, and it's caught. But, boy, he paid the price when he caught that one. About a yard, maybe two yards. We'll make it a yard gain on the play, but he paid the price. Roger, Fort Payne's defense doing an outstanding job. You know, Higgins looking to get rid of the ball quick. Fort Payne's secondary doing a great job of covering the receivers, and then Fort Payne's able to get a lot of pressure on Higgins early. They're just blowing uh, through they, on they, they really are getting a tremendous amount of pressure up front. So really less than a yard gain on that plate. It's going to be third, and we're still going to call it 10. So Fort Payne again with an opportunity to get the ball back and stop Oxford. Higgins again, going to hand off up the middle. Runner has the edge, going to make it have the first down. Getting down the far sideline and finally knocked out of bounds inside the 40-yard line. Well, he just sealed off that edge good on the far side, Scott, and, boy, he just motored down through there. All the way down to the 37-yard line. I believe that was number eight, Rodriguez Elston. Is that correct, Roger? Yes, I couldn't see that yep. number. It was eight. Wells and Kemp again on the tackle. So here we go again. They're threatening at the Fort Payne 37. Higgins again looks wanted option left. Going to come back right. Has open territory in front of him. He's going to split the defense. He's going to go 37 yards. Touchdown, Oxford. Man, they were on top of him. Looked like he was going to do option to the left side. Cut it back up the middle, and it just opened up for him, wide open, and he goes 37 yards, and Oxford will have a chance for the extra point to tie this one up. And again, Fort Payne was in the backfield to make a tackle and just couldn't, couldn't get Higgins down. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let's see. what well, we got another one of those whistles and a penalty here before the play ever happens. Like Fort Payne may have jumped off sides. Dead ball off sides against Fort Payne. Decline. Now, I was watching the kicker warm up, and he didn't look very good, truthfully. But now this is an extra point, and that was a field goal that he was missing. High snap. Kick is down, up rather, and the hole was down, and the kick is good. So with 2.18 remaining here in the first quarter, we're all tied up at seven apiece. I would think if you could, uh, Scott asked Coach right now if uh, 
near the end of the first quarter, would you take a 7-7 tie? And he probably would be happy with that. I think so. I think Fort Payne's great, played a great first quarter so far, right? They've outplayed him. Yeah, they really have. I mean, uh, Oxford gets the one, one big play there, 37, 38-yard scamper for the touchdown. But, again, Fort Payne's in the backfield getting a lot of pressure on Higgins, the quarterback, and that time we just couldn't bring him down. Well, they're going to make big plays because they got big-time players. Well, we'll get get back here on offense and see if the Cats can keep momentum going offensively. Like I said, the defense has really played well. And so has the offense. Of course, getting the ball in such good uh, field position didn't hurt us either. Cam and Dubose back outside the Fort Payne 10. Little punch kick going to go to the right side. They're going to let it bounce, and it's going to go out of bounds. And I will assume they will take bring this one out and take it maybe where it went out of bounds or will they get it to 35? Probably 35. Yep, yeah. they'll bring it out to the 35-yard line. So, once again, good field position for the Cats. And let's see if they stick with Daryl Prater in that backfield. Yep, number 34. That's kind of surprised us. You know, that's not a name we heard pop up or, uh, when I talked with the coach on Wednesday. Uh, he didn't really mention Daryl and you know, about ball carrier. Probably just sending good. Got a feeling we'll just see Daryl come in on the uh, goal, goal line package, uh, as we saw down down the goal line a few minutes ago. But, uh, again, it's going to be Caden DuBose in the backfield for Fort Payne. Again, J.D. looks going to throw one high arc or no, throws everybody down near the 40. Real too high for everybody as he went to Sawyer Burt, but not a prayer there. Sawyer was covered pretty well also. Basically, all J.D. did there was just stand up, Scott, and loft it downfield. Yeah, I think J.D. realizes he's going to have to get rid of the ball quick, and I'm not so sure that time there wasn't some miscommunication uh, with the Fort Payne wide receivers. Burt was the only one coming downfield, and the ball was way overthrown, but I don't know if he was expecting Carson to turn a different way or Sawyer to yep. turn a different way or what happened there. This time, Cam's to the near side. J.D. under center is going to hand off to the tailback, and they're all over him quickly. <laughs> No room to run for Caden Dubose. His first carry results, or results, I'm sorry, in a two-yard loss. It'll be third down and 12 to go. Inside two minutes here in the first quarter. Tied up at seven apiece. The number one ranked 6A team in the state. Our Cats, Scott called it earlier, one of those uh, Goliath meetings. J.D. getting pressure, steps up, has a little opening, looking for a block, not going to throw it, going to touch it, going to run, and almost broke it, and I think he got the first down. Yes, he did. It's going to be close, Roger. He's right, he's right on it. I think it's going to be a first down. Yeah, I think he's going to give him the first down. He just had to get, well, I don't know when they moved him. It looked like just shy of the yeah, 45, and he made it, down. I think. 12 yards in a four-point first down. Got just exactly the amount of yards that he needed. We've talked a lot with Coach this year how J.D. doesn't wait too long to break for the break and uh, does a good job of picking up got big yards on those pressure plays. Really does. That pocket collapsed on him pretty quick that time. He did a great job scrambling and picking up the first down. Yeah, he could have been thrown for a loss. Here we go, first and 10 at the 45-yard line. This time running back, Scotty, was a trip away from going. And Cities gets into the 49-yard line of Oxford. 
Dubose on the carry. Number 12. No, it was Alex, Alex Aiken. Sure was. Sure was. They got Alex in there. Coach mentioned that he might get a, his chance uh, to carry the ball a few times tonight. More than a few. And Alex will stay in the backfield. Lone back in the backfield. JD's under center. Turns going to hand again. Alex lowers his head. Pushing, still pushing. He's going to come up about a yard and a half short of the first down. Unless that last little surge got him closer. Let's see where they're going to mark it. Going to mark him about a yard short. So it'll be third down in a yard as the first quarter ends. It's Fort Payne 7, Oxford 7. We'll be back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. Wildcat Stadium, the Cats and the Yellow Jackets from Oxford tied up at seven apiece as we start the second quarter of play. And even though the t score is really tied, Fort Payne has kind of dominated that first quarter. And we're looking at a third down and one now at their 46-yard line. Alex Akins in the backfield. Going to be a quarterback keep right up the Blaylock's middle. Still on the and Blaylock breaks the tackle and it's going to pick up about three yards for a Fort Payne first. Don't think they was looking for that on that particular play. <laughs> no, and uh, just a play, like you said, Roger, you just hope to pick up a yard, and J.D., I think, picked up two or three yards on that play. Yeah, he did, all the way down to the 42-yard line. First and 10 from the 42. Oh, boy, you just really can't say enough for how these cats have played so far. Clock down the play, clock down to 13. Fort Payne now breaks the huddle. Cam Thomas, Sawyer Burt the near side going to turn they're going to hand off the running back dancing around they're going to fall forward and he's going to pick up about three yards inside the 40. market at the 39. number seven darwin camp for fort Payne. darwin's first carry of the camp of the night close to between two and three so we'll call it second down and eight for fort Payne after camp with his first carry, and he remains in the backfield. Camp with a little more size than the other guys they've had in there tonight. Well, him and Prater might be about the same. J.D. looks, wants to throw, throwing, uh, has to pull it down, got room in front of him. Going to be chased out of bounds, but he'll hang on that sideline and going to get some positive yardage when it looked like he might take a loss. Going to get down to the 36-yard line. So it's going to be third down and manageable now, third down and a little less than four. Oh, well, yeah. 
Well, he did a good job of riding that sideline and picking up just as much as he could until they finally drove him into the Fort Payne sideline. Yeah, Blaylock's going to get flushed out of the pocket early there. It looks like he has a little running room and holds up, hoping something might uh, open up downfield. But again, Roger, like you said, he did a great job of hugging the sideline and picking up four yards. Here we go, third down and a short four. Going to hand it to Akins up the middle, started right, cut it back up the middle, ball's loose, and let's see who got it. Oxford's pretty sure they picked it up. Let's see. Yes, they come away with it. So a fumble on the play, and Oxford recovers. Dobbins made the recovery for the Yellow Jackets. So they're a defense coming up big now, forcing a Fort Payne turnover. Now Akins will have to go back out there on defense. And again, the defense of the Cats played so far so good. Going to have to step it up again. Trey Higgins, the quarterback, a 6'4", 200-pounder. Shifts his running back from his right to his left. Takes it, going to hand off and fake it, and he's going to keep it. Fort Payne's there and missed a tackle, and he's going to fall forward for some good yardage. Fort Payne was right on top of him again, Scott, and just missed the tackle. Was that, uh, I couldn't see who got in on him so quickly. Brown ends up ends up making the tackle. So they pick up the better part of six, second down, and we'll say four. This time Higgins blown by himself in the backfield. Now he's joined out there by number 34. Have to look his, don't have his number on my roster. Looks, wants to throw, again getting pressured. Going to throw the near sideline, has a receiver there, makes the grab, curls around, avoids the tackler, and going to get the first down. That was 21, Bakari Daly. Devin Wells with another tackle for the Cats. And Scott, once again, he was under pressure. We just can't get him. Well, it's kind of got to him late, Roger. He had had a little bit of time to throw that football. The pressure coming late for Fort Payne only with the, didn't, didn't rush anybody. Just had the four down, down linemen putting on the pressure. But uh, <coughs> Higgins makes a good throw to this near side. So it's a Fort Payne 47-yard line. Higgins again with a snap, a little out, and it's in. Ooh, ooh, bounce ooh, in there, Fort Payne's going to intercept it. Did that go off his feet? It looked it like it went off on a quick out route off the receiver's foot, and, it, yeah, it went off a of number one. His feet bounced straight up in the air, and it's intercepted by the Cats. So who got that? Was it number 81? Look, it was 81, Roger. Jaden Dubose. Yeah, Jaden Dubose. Got Caden and Jaden. Caden and Jaden. Jaden comes up with the interception. So Fort Payne in business again at the Oxford 45-yard line. Quickly, Fort Payne ready to go again. Sends a runner in motion to the near side. That's Burt. Following by, right behind him is Cam. Runner goes back in motion, being Cam to the far side. Going to turn, going to fake the handoff. Looking, looking. J.D. looking, has to dump it out of the backfield. Receiver just overthrown. Boy, that was set up pretty, but it seemed a little slow developing. Had him uh, wide open, streaking down the far sideline. Yeah, I, I like the play call. They're going to send J.D. on play action to the far side over there, and it looks like he's going. He's hoping to draw the defense in and uh, send the right wide receiver down the sideline. And be Beautifully designed play, but Oxford doing a good job of playing it. Yeah, that would have. 
Was, he was covered well downfield. So second down and 10. This time we have two in the backfield. Going to hand it off to 24. He's going to struggle for a few yards. Goes Dubose. Caden Dubose. Going to pick up a couple. Third down and eight. Robinson maybe in the tackle for Oxford. Poor Payne will get Prater out. Also coming out is number 42 for the Cats. Makai Maxwell. Here we go, big third down and eight. Again, backfield's loaded up. Now he's going to split out Dubose to the right side, bring Camp to the near side. So now J.D. alone in the backfield. Looks wants to throw, throws across and tried to hit Camp. It's knocked in the air. Somebody knock it down. Did Fort Payne catch that ball or did they get it? They got oh, it. I forgot it. Going to be an interception. I guess what goes around comes around. That one was knocked up in the air, and try, quite frankly, uh, Oxford taller player just out jumped everybody for the ball. Got him on the play call there, Roger. We're going to fake the, fake the handoff. We're going to try to send a pass over the middle of the field, and a lot of times that plays there. Yep. Um, JD just throws a bullet in there, and the ball gets tipped up in the air, and just unfortunately it comes down in Oxford's hands. So they'll set up at their own 40-yard line with the first and 10. 8.25 to go here in the first half. It's still a 7-7 tie. As Higgins again set, quarterback looks, dropping back. This time not as much pressure, spinning on him. Throws downfield, going to overthrow his receiver. Tried to go to that Rock Taylor, Scott. I tried to go, go to him, second I think, only time. the second second time tonight, Roger. Been kind of surprised we hadn't heard his, called his name more often. But, again, Fort Payne doing a great job on that front yeah. front line on defense, getting pressure on Higgins and not getting him just a whole lot of time to find somebody downfield. I think the first play of the game was the other time yeah. they went to him. It was. So second and ten now for the Yellow Jackets. This time he has two backs in the backfield alongside of him, does Higgins. Inside three seconds on the clock. Going to split out and get it off with a second to go. Higgins looks, throws across the middle, has a receiver, and it's caught. Camp's there along with others, but he's not tackled until he gets the first down. Daly made the reception. Abbott in there also with Camp. Going to get the ball into Fort Payne territory down to the 47 yard line. He threw that ball high. Boy, if he'd have overthrown that in just a little bit, Fort Payne would have probably picked it off. Had people all behind all the receiver. Him. Yeah. Here we go. First and 10 from the 47. Going to hand off the running back. Nothing there. Got back to the line of scrimmage, and that's it. I believe that was Elston. Nope, it was 34 again. We don't have his name. Carrie, play Carol Prater on the tackle. Daryl Prater made the tackle. Let's see if I have 34 listed on this side of the ball for them. Nope, don't have it. Here we go, second down and 10. Higgins again will move around his backfield off to his left. 
Got protection, going to throw it to him out of the backfield. Worked perfectly down the left sideline, the 30, the 25, cuts it inside the 20 and brought down around the 19, maybe the 18. Man, you could see that one coming for a mile, couldn't you? And he was wide open. It's in that same formation a lot tonight, Roger. We're going to line up one guy, one receiver on the far side and trips to this near side. We're going to send a guy on the go route on the, on the far side of the field and, his, and takes both defenders with him and opens, opens up that swing pass right. out of the backfield. There's just nobody at home. Seth Williams made the tackle for Fort Payne, but not until they could get right inside the Fort Payne 20, where it'll be first and 10. Under seven minutes to go in the first half of the 7-7 tie. Higgins again with a snap, gonna hand it off this time to the backfield, looking for some room. Flag comes in late. Let's see if there's a hole there. Elston on the carry. Rodriguez Elston. Where the flag was thrown is, gotta think it's gonna be a holding callers. Unsportsmanlike conduct, I'm holding. thinking against Oxford. Yeah, I believe the ref is holding. Move it back. And boy, this quarterback, he is uh, involved in every play. I mean, he's not just taking a snap and getting rid of the ball, is he? Big physical quarterbacks. We mentioned earlier, 6'4", 200 pounds, and uh, play, plays very physical. So that's going to move it back to the 29-yard line. It'll be first and 20. Clock still running. Six and a half to go and still 7-7 tie to a lot of folks' amazement, I'm sure. Probably to mine. Here we go, Higgins looks, getting pressured. He's hit, but he got it away. Let's see if they, they're underneath it. Did he make the grab for the touchdown? There's a flag, and they're gonna call camp for interference. He didn't make the grab, but they're gonna call camp for interference. I don't think he ever looked around to see where the ball was, so that'll be interference in the end zone. Unless maybe the receiver could have pushed his way up. What well, it was uh, there, there he goes again. But uh, I tell you what, Roger, Fort Payne doing a great job on coverage on that play, and it's hard to tell on the far side of that field in the corner of the end zone. But uh, oh, he did catch it. They're going to decline, and it's going to be a touchdown, Oxford. Uh, I don't think he caught it. I don't think so either. Uh, it's no, it's incomplete pass. Yeah, the official's going to run in and say no, that's incomplete. And now they've done declined it. <laughs> Already declined the penalty? Yeah, I've yep. already declined yeah. the penalty. <laughs> so we can't help they thought it was a touchdown and declined it, can we? So they'll mark it off nope. down near the 15. I, th I don't know if... Uh, Darwin, I guess, just maybe made the mistake of not being looking around to see where the ball was because I didn't think he really hit him early. Yeah, I don't think. Do they call him face guard in high school? No. I don't, I don't think they do. No. So, I don't. so we'll do first down over, and it didn't give him a first down, though. It's first and about six. Again, Higgins dropping back, getting pressured, still getting pressured. They're still chasing him, going to try to knock him out of bounds, but he gets back to the sideline and dances out of bounds. But right in the middle of the field is the big old yellow towel. 
That's going to be another hold against Oxford. Let's see. The only other thing you'd think right there would be Fort Payne would had gotten, you know, off sides. Holding hold. Oxford. Holding against Oxford. Well, the penalties have certainly uh, not been the buddy of Oxford tonight. I tell you what, this uh, defense for Fort Payne's giving Oxford fits right now. Yeah, they you're are, right. They, they're, um, they're making Higgins and this Oxford offense earn every, everything they get. I tell you, Coach Prater and those defensive coaches have done a heck of a job so far. Yeah, we're, we're getting we're getting two Higgins. He's just uh, he moves on his feet well, especially for a guy that's 6'4", 200, and uh, we're just having a hard time getting to him and bringing him down. First and about 21 to go. Again, Higgins looks, going to throw. Has a hit receiver out of the backfield. Got a wide open in front of him. Going to spin, turn, get down to the 10. And it's going to be a pickup of about 20, and he needed 21. Crowd wanted a flag on Rock that time. Not going to get it. Second down and one from the 10-yard line. Man, have we not been on this end of the field for t 10 minutes? <laughs> it seems like the entire game. <laughs> so, again, Trey Higgins in the shotgun. Sets his back to the left. Going to cross him. He's going to cut it upfield. Has his first down. And it's going to pick up a couple of more. So, it'll be a first down for Oxford. First and goal from near the seven. Yeah, on the carry. Should be first mm. to go for Oxford. Tackle for Fort Payne, Daryl Prater. Daryl in on the tackle. A little slow coming off the field, too, Roger. Well, as much as he's been involved first tonight, to we don't need Oxford. that. Yeah, I see him here heading toward the tent there. Looks like he might have a little hitch in his get-along. Here we go. First and goal from the seven-yard line. We're 7-7 seven, seven with 4.50 to go here in the first half. Trying to throw, going again to the corner of the end zone. Caught out there, the touchdown, Oxford. Believe that time they did hit uh, Rock Taylor. If I'm not mistaken. Well, when you got old Rock out there at six foot four inches, and we had Darwin on him. How tall is Darwin? Five eleven, I believe. When I looked up a minute ago, didn't he? No, he got him listed right at six foot. But, yeah. Uh, uh, four inches is. Uh, a big deal, especially if you can jump. Absolutely. So Oxford takes the lead with 4.41 to go, and let's see if they can add the extra point. A line drive kick for their first extra point. This one's up. This one looks a little better, actually, and it's good. So with 4.41 to go in the first half, it's Oxford now taking the lead 14-7 to over the Cats. But it has been a battle so far, and Fort Payne with a chance here, but maybe before half to answer and maybe go in tied here at the half. Boy, we've had chances for points to cut two or three more times and just not been able to do it because of turnovers or whatever, big defensive plays. And, but the same story holds for Oxford. Sure does. But all in all, Roger, I think Fort Payne's played a heck of a first half. Still 440 left in the second quarter. And uh, Chancellor's put up some more points, been able to move the ball on offense. The great Sammy Ball. Yep, Samuel Ball. 
<laughs> in the house. <laughs> so not quite as big a crowd now. It's filled in a little more, though, since we had the kickoff, so not bad. Coach was telling us earlier for the playoff, the first-round playoff, uh, so you fans might want to think about this, capacity is going to be limited to 33%. And, of course, you have to get your tickets early online, and the first to get them before the offering to the general public will be parents. So you might want to look for that and get your tickets early because only 33% of capacity. And we don't know yet who will be taking on in that first round. Gardendale, and uh, it still escapes me the name of the other team that probably will be uh, in the running for that third and fourth spot. Another little short kick. It's going to get loose. Fort Payne needs to get on it or leave it alone. One, everybody dives on it. The ball's loose. Is Oxford going to pick it up? Yes, they are. I do believe. Yep, Oxford has the ball. Yeah, they're going to say maybe Fort Payne had covered it before it got loose again. Still some haggling going on down there. I guess it's going to be Fort Payne ball. Woo, Cam got the ball. Boy, I swear I saw a white jersey hold, hold that ball at one point. Well, we didn't play that very well, did we? Either get away from it or. I can't, can't get away from it. Once it goes 10 yards, Oxford can pick it up. Well, that's true. Like that, but well, that's at, true. Um, you know, we've seen Fort Payne a couple of times this year. Um, struggle those little swift kicks like that just coming down the field and that time it took a soft bounce then took a funny bounce to the left uh getting away from the four pain receiver but it's just it's kind of kind of baffling we have a timeout on the field let's take a 30 second break it's 14 7 oxford as the weather gets colder fort Payne footworks and outdoors has you covered we offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season such as patagonia on barber and many more. Shop for family or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. The time's first and ten for the Cats at their own 25-yard line. Oxford with a 14-7 lead. 4.36 to go here in the first half of play. J.D. Blaylock going to hand off to number 24, pushing forward. Going to pick up some yards there as he kept, kept momentum going. Going to pick up uh, baby three out to the 27-yard line. Actually going to give him the 28. So second down and almost three. Fort Payne quickly moving. Blaylock again fakes, looks, throws across the middle, leads and has a receiver. And good diving catch by Fort Payne's number 35, Marcus Ledford. And it'll be a Fort Payne first down. Well, that was a great fingertip grab by Ledford that time going to the ground as well. I thought, I thought the ball hit the ground, but Ledford coming up with it, making an unbelievable catch. Can look like Tim Ledford out there grabbing the ball, didn't it? First down for the Cats at the 40-yard line. As Sawyer Burke will be split to the near side. Twin receivers to the far side. Going to hand up the middle. Dubose breaks a tackle inside the 50, the 45, the 40, and runs over one of their tacklers and all the way down to near the 38-yard line. Caden Dubose gets free and finally brought down 
after Oxford, 38. I think the first time we saw Caden Dubose this year was down at the Gaston City game. Um, you know, it was the second or third game of the year. And only a freshman coming in, what, 5'9", 5 5'10"? 5 yeah, not very big. Um, but not boy, a lot of weight either. But run, runs the ball extremely hard and extremely well. Uh, expect big things out of him the next three years. First and 10 from the 38. J.D. looks. Going to be flushed out of the pocket. Curls back going to the far side of the field. Now back this side. Again, Boyd's a tackler, and he can't get away from this guy. It's going to be a loss on this one. He should have gotten rid of that ball, but I know it's easier said than done when you're being chased by a bunch of 200-pound people. Yeah, Blaylock was running for his life that time, Roger. And uh, a lot of times when you see that happen and changing directions, as many times as he did, you're going to get a hold. But a uh, good job by the Fort Payne off or offensive line not to hold on the play. Not to get called for holding yeah. there. Loss of three. It'd be second and 13. They move the ball back to the 43-yard line. Second down. Again, J.D. moves up under center. Going to turn. Going to hand to Camp. Camp darts right. Nothing there. Might have got a yard. So it's going to be third down in about 12 now. Yes, Fort Payne could at least put up a field goal and go in here at the half down only 14 to 10. Ooh, that'd be pretty good marks for them. Third down and 12. We're under two minutes now to go here before the half. Here we go. J.D. again in the shotgun looks. Looks, being pressured. Oh, avoids a tackle, then he goes down. Lost way back. So that, that does away with the possibility of a field goal. Davis just shot through that line and brought J.D. down. All the way back at the 45-yard line. Oxford will call a timeout. It's 14-7 Oxford, back in one. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Well, they took us out of field goal range on the big loss there as they were able to get to J.D. and bring him down. So now it's fourth and 25 after a 13-yard loss. So Alex will get back and kick this one away. Oxford receiver all the way back inside his own five-yard line. So you think they don't know what Alex can do? Expect to see Alex try to kick this towards the sideline. No pressure whatsoever. And if they do angle it toward the sideline, going to let it bounce. It's going to go out of bounds around the 18-yard line. And that's where, indeed, they will mark it. Oxford will have 118 on the clock here before the half, and they lead 14-7. Well, Scott, you'd think unless they can break a big play here that Fort Payne's just going to go in down by 
seven. Yeah, I would I would expect to see Fort Payne try to keep try to keep the ball underneath, even though they've got uh, Rock Taylor a deep threat with Higgins with the Army has. Uh, you, you definitely got to give Taylor his respect. Twin receivers to both sides as Higgins gets set, looks, wants to go out there, one of them makes the grab. That's Rock with the ball. He break, avoids the tackler, then they're finally going to get him, and he's going to pick up the first, though. But the clock's going to keep running as they tackled him before he could get out of bounds. Now well, they stopped the clock, I guess, on the first down. Yeah. Will Abbott made the tackle for a fourteen. Clock running now. So 13-yard pickup on first, out to the 33. Higgins again looks, going to throw. Tries to set up the screen up the middle, and he's going to have him there, and the running back's going to be, I believe, tackled. Well, going to give him the first. I thought oh, he went down before oh, I that. I did, too. That was a great spot. Well, it was. I thought they had him down before that spot. Wow. But they're not even going to wait for him to place the ball until they start moving the chains. Well, they're going to say he gained 11. So Oxford's all like that in two plays out to their 44-yard line. And a whistle's going to blow, start. and it's going to be a false start, I believe. You're right, Scott. Offsides, Fort Payne. Ooh, did not see, did not see that. Did we make contact? You would think we didn't make contact. It would be a free play. Well, I know. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would think we wouldn't blow the whistle on it. I think this is offsides on Yeah, on, Ox, on Oxford. All right. Well, they pointed toward Fort Payne, and they did offsides. Now they do procedures. So two different <laughs> signals and against two different teams. That didn't make sense, did it? Call a touchdown, a guy drops it in the end zone. <laughs> well. Officials need to get on the same page, too, don't they, Roger? This guy probably won't be worried about the playoffs. <laughs> Here we go. He drops back looking, goes middle, and has a receiver. A great grab out near the 50-yard line by guess who? Rock. Well, they say DeBritt. Was that not one, Taylor? 44, Layton Crow slow to get up in Fort Payne as he's going to come out of the game. Yeah, that was DeBritt made that reception. Timeout by Oxford. We'll be back in one minute. gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Oxford looking at a second or a first down and about six. They added a couple of seconds on the board. Now 30 to go here, 30 seconds before the half. Higgins looks getting pressured. He's going to be dropped. 
Is that 12? Number 12. Alex, Alex Aikens coming in from the linebacker position there, just doing a phenomenal job. No, he just came in untouched. And the clock keeps on running, so Oxford is indeed out of timeouts. So they're going to hurry up and try to get one more play, and they're going to just down the ball and stop it with 7.1. So it's fourth and about 13 with only seven seconds to go. And they're all the way ball, all the way back at their own 40-yard line. So Fort Payne needs to really just keep this play in front of them. And here we go. Higgins looks, still looking. Going to be flushed out, going to run, has a block, takes out one of our guys, still avoids a tackle, got back to the middle field, avoided tackle. He's at the Fort Payne 40, finally dragged down at the 35, and that'll end the first half of play. Boy, it looked like he was going to cut all the way across, but there's a flag on the play, and, of course, it's on the defense. It, the half cannot come to an end on a defensive penalty. So let's see. Holding against Oxford, personal decline, foul personal foul. That's the end of the half. So at, at the end of the first half of the play, it is Oxford 14, Fort Payne 7. We'll be back in two minutes. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. 
I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, i got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUseCars.com. Well, back at Wildcat Stadium here at the half. It's a, a, an impressive first half, Scott, even though Fort Payne trails 14-7. to 7. Still, Fort Payne with a good, impressive performance. That's still very much anybody's ball game, Roger. I think uh, Oxford had two turnovers that first half, Fort Payne with two turnovers. Uh, but all in all, man, Fort Payne came out, uh, lost a toss and uh, got the ball first. Uh, I think it was quick three and out that time. But outside of that, Fort Payne's defense has played extremely well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they're getting to Higgins, keeping Higgins un under pressure, not really giving a whole lot of time to push the ball downfield to some of his good receiver receivers, especially Rock Taylor, uh, though he's found him once or twice. But, um, you know, give, give Fort Payne credit. They're not playing scared. They're playing hard and actually playing, it looks like to me, with a lot of confidence. And uh, the offense doing extremely well as well. Um, you know, I, I, I guess if you, if you look at it one, one way, with Hunter Love being out, Ricky Adame being out, he's given some other, other players a chance to really come in and make an impact in this game, and it's really given Port Payne's offense, uh, like I was just texting with Britt just a minute ago, it's really given Port Payne's offense a whole new look. It's something that's totally different than what Oxford's expecting or what they've seen on film all year. And if nothing else, we're keeping fresh players in there because they're rotating them in and out with yeah. great speed. We, we've, seen, we've seen Alex Akins running back, Darwin Campert running back, Caden DeBose at running back. We've even seen Daryl uh, Prater down on the goal line. Um, and uh, I've been very, very impressed, like I mentioned, with Caden uh, DuBose running back. And uh, a few times we've seen Alice Aikens running that. I know we fumbled the one time, but he's hitting the hole and he's running it hard. So here at the half, it's 14-7. Oxford, let's go down on the field now and listen to the 2020 halftime show presented to you by the Fort Payne High School Wildcat Marching Band. Ladies and gentlemen, now performing on the field, your Fort Payne Wildcat Band.
The Fort Payne Wildcat Band is under the leadership of Director Ian Pass, Assistant Director Elena Garrett, with assistance from Jay Scarrett, Alex Jacobs, Will Thomas, and Jacob McGraw. Well, we're back after listening to that great halftime performance of the Wildcat Marching Band. The Cats lead 14 to 7. Still a lot of time here at the half, so. Behind, got, behind 14-7. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I was. Don't get my hopes up too much. No, yeah. no. I'm disappointed now myself. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of time here before the end of the half to get in there and get you something to drink and a little bite to eat and, you know, just make sure you keep it tuned to us. And we'll be back for the exciting second half, and we'll talk to the coach here before we get started the second half and see what his thoughts are on the first half. But right now, again, it's Oxford 14, Fort Payne 7. We'll be back in three minutes. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, 
him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any maker model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. Just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. Well, we're back at Wildcat Stadium here at the half again. It's Oxford 14, Fort Payne 7. And Scott, a great first half, although we trailed by the Cats. Uh, I tell you what, it was back and forth, and really anybody could be in the lead at this point. They could, Roger, if you're just now joining in. Of course, Fort Payne is down 14-7 to 7 at the half. But before we came into this game, we're thinking, uh, you know, hoping, hoping Fort Payne can just, you know, ha have, a, have a decent showing. Looking at Oxford's track record, uh, but definitely being one of the best teams in the state this year, loaded with talent. And, um, you know, I think we all kind of expect Fort Payne to probably get run out of the stadium tonight. But, again, you, you never know. We've seen uh, David and Goliath matchups like this before. And the longer the David team hangs in there and keeps fighting, gets deeper into this game, it really uh, puts a lot of pressure on the, on the better team. It does. And, uh, but on, on both sides of the ball for Fort Payne, they've, they've played extremely well. They've played hard, played with a lot of confidence. Uh, Fort Payne with Hunter Love being out of the football game, been able to mix it up, putting four different running backs in the game. And, uh, you know, J.D.'s hit Connor Cash for a big pass play to get us down in uh, down to the goal line to set us up for our only score of the night. And uh, the defense, again, getting a lot of pressure on Higgins in the backfield. And uh, we just can't quite get to him soon enough to get him down. But uh, it's really limiting Oxford's chances on offense to really push the ball downfield like they would like to, uh, trying to find Rock Taylor. Yeah, and I know we haven't mentioned this, but Caden Holbrook still hadn't played the last two or three weeks. So, you know, he was uh, – he, he was playing really well. So, uh, you know, that's another one out on defense. So, thank goodness some people like Devin Wells has stepped up on defense. And, uh, Heisman Brown, you know, we can just go down the list and that we've called all their names out. Oh, we, we sure have. And really and truly, you could, if, you, uh, if you were an impartial observer, didn't know either team, I don't know if you could, after watching that first half, pick out the best team. I think you're right, Roger, and I don't – I hadn't followed Oxford close enough this year, but I would have to say this is probably the closest game they've had all year long, besides their one, yeah. one, one loss to which are two, uh, I think probably Thompson. one of the best seven, seven yeah. eight teams in the, in the state, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, Thompson reloads every year. You know, that's where the last tag, what, Tagliavioa played, you know? I uh, did, not, did not know that. Yeah, that's where he played. And uh, before signing with Alabama now, he's moved on to what, Maryland, I think. But that's where he played, and they've uh, – uh, they've been good for a lot of years, and again, loaded. They're, they're one of them that, you, you know, you see a lot of new faces every year on that team. Year, year in, year out, they're, they're just good. Yeah, but, they uh, sure are. And uh, like I said, that's the only loss to this Oxford. Uh, this Oxford's had the only team they've uh, lost to. So that says a lot for Oxford, which entails says a lot for Fort Payne hanging in here. 
Really does, Roger. And I think it'd be easier for Fort Payne to walk into this game uh, kind of intimidated, looking at a big, talent, physical team like like Oxford. But Fort Payne came out with a lot of confidence and has played extremely hard. And I think it even gained confidence as the game goes on, has gone on, even though we're down yeah. 14-7. And hey, they were lit. I mean, they, uh, these our guys were. Oh, they were fired, fired up. They, they were. Yeah, they were, were fired up for the word go, ready to go. And I think they actually felt like they had a chance to win this football game. Oh, I, I think they still probably do. Uh, so nobody tell them any different. Hopefully nobody will tell them that, you know. <laughs> we'll just let them believe that, and heck, they might come out and do it. Yeah, they, 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 they just might, but they, they definitely play well enough in this first half uh, to keep it close and give us our, give ourselves a, a chance here in the second half. Well, but, we'll, uh, <laughs> we're coming down uh, under three minutes here to go left in half, and either team as well. The Oxford team stayed down on the field off to our right down there. Fort Payne's not re-entered the field. Let's uh, take a minute break, then we'll come back, and hopefully Coach will be out and we can get his comments. are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Well, we're getting Coach all mic'd up here. We're up getting him set, and we'll find out what his thoughts were here on the first half. It's Fort Payne trailing 14-7 to after a really even good first half of play. Coach, you got us yet? He's getting there. Yeah, he's getting there, getting all mic'd up. All right, Coach, can you hear me? Not quite yet. He's about to get turned on. There we go, Coach. Yeah. Uh, great first half for Fort Payne. I know we trail 14 to 7, but I can't think you could be more pleased than the way that first half went. Well, besides the turnovers, uh, I'm very I'm proud of our effort. I'm proud of how all we're playing. I'm, I'm proud that we haven't been intimidated by them, that we, we're, we're trying to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, which is a tremendous challenge. But, uh, but so far we've done it, and the, the key is going to be can we do it for two more quarters. 
Yeah, both teams playing well, especially I thought our Fort Payne defense were just came out there and on fire, really. Yeah, they play well. We've got some pressure on, on Higgins, which is key. He's so elusive and so good back there. And then obviously, uh, Rock Taylor's a great player, so we got to continue to get pressure. Uh, they're explosive on offense, and they've been, they've been scoring 50, 60 a game for a reason. So we're going to have to really uh, play well again here in this third and fourth quarter. Well, it seemed like Higgins, the more of the time he'd get the snap, about half the time we were all over him. We've gotten good pressure. Our, our defensive coach has done a good job getting some pressure on him, and we, and we just got to keep getting back there. We got to find a way to get him on the ground, too, and get some sacks. And I know our running backs, have filled in pretty admirably, really, for uh, Hunter's absence. I think they played well. They're doing what we asked, which is run hard and, and get, get positive yards. Like I said, we just had a couple of turn, had a turnover and a sack that kind of cost us. But uh, other than that, I thought we, I thought we played well on offense. We moved the ball. We just got to we got to get some points. When we, you know, with Alex, when we crossed the 40, we got to get points, and, and we didn't twice there, so it was disappointing. Good luck here in the second half, Coach. Thanks. Well, he said about the same things we've said, Scott, talking about the game. And if it hadn't been, of course, both teams had a couple of turnovers, and that's probably uh, has kept the score from being uh, more out of reach for both teams. So uh, it sounds like we're going to come back in here and just trudge along, do the same thing we did that first half, and hopefully we'll still be fired up and ready to tackle this Oxford team head on. And we got to, I believe, like Coach says, we got to keep pressure on the quarterback, Higgins. And if he gets an opportunity to get the ball loose, that Rock Taylor, he a, stands a pretty good chance of making a reception. Yeah, I, th I think this first series for Fort Payne, Fort Payne will be kicking, Oxford receiving. Uh, I think it would be huge if Fort Payne can get a th quick three and out, Roger, keep that momentum going. Even though we're down 14-7, I think Fort Payne's got a little momentum. They, think, they definitely know they're in this football game. Uh, but, again, like Coach Elmore said, Oxford is ex – Extremely explosive on offense, can score, you know, in, in any given moment. I don't think there's a – to me, they're more of a big play offense than they are a drive-it-down-the-field uh, type team. The story I was going to tell you about kickoffs in North oh, Jackson. Oh, North Jackson, here we go. I forgot about that. It's not really a story. It's a telling what they're actually doing. They are onside kicking on every kickoff. And they got four out of five last week. <laughs> The coaches, what I heard the coach's philosophy, hey, they got anybody that can kick it off. If, uh, you know, if they get down there and it just goes 10 yards, then they're going to get it about the 45. And he can't, you know, so he says, well, we're just going to say, hey, we are going to have the ball at the 45 or we're going to get the ball back. And four times out of five, they got the ball back. Kind of left me, left, left me speechless there, Roger. That's one of the few I'm not sure what to think about that, but I guess, if, uh, you know, I not – Terrible way to look at it. If you don't have a guy and kick it any further than 20 right. or 30 yards down the field, then um, why, why not give it a shot? Right. So, absolutely. <laughs> Who would have thought four times out of five you recover? Get it 80% of the time is pretty impressive. Yeah, ain't it, though? Well, let's see. I bet Alex won't onside kick. No. As he puts the toe into it. Well, hey, I thought he might have onside kick, but we'd been trying to get it back. This one goes out of the end zone. We've done our own, had our own success with onside kicks this season. We have. I think we've gotten it. We've done it, what? Three two, times two or two three. times, and if I think we've gotten it every time. Yeah, we have. And I think Alex maybe recovered them yeah. a couple out of right. that. So it's worked for us. So we'll see next week as we'll travel up to North Jackson. Used to have a lot of good games against North Jackson back weird. when I was in high school. We had weird games. games. I know their TP caught on fire, fire. one year, mm -hmm. and their Indian got thrown off the horse one year and <laughs> tore up their new headdress that they'd paid thousands of dollars for. <laughs> So, a lot of strange things happen. Higgins has the ball, looks, drops back, 
being pressured, gets it loose and caught by number 21. So he'll make the grab and a big play to start the half by Bakari Daly. At that time, Higgins had some time had some time in the pocket. They're going to drag Daly all the way across the field to this near side and uh, not, not been able to get pressure on him. It's just hard to cover these wide receivers for a long right. period of time. Out to the 42-yard line, so a gain of 22. So first and 10. As Higgins looks at his wristband, gets the play. Brings number 21 back over here to the near side who made the last grab. Higgins is going to fake the handoff, going to keep her right up the middle. We had him by the ankle and couldn't get him. And now he's going to break to the outside and miss another tackle. Has the sideline to the Fort Payne 40, 35, 30, and finally knocked out of bounds somewhere in the vicinity. Well, as Coach Elmore alluded to, he is so elusive. I mean, we've got him dead to rights right there in the middle of the field, probably maybe for no gain or one yep. or two yards at the most, and uh, just able to back out of that tackle a little bit and takes it around in on the far side. And scampers for, what, 30 yards, 35 yards? Yep. All the way down to the Fort Payne 35, where it'll be first and 10. And Higgins this time wants to throw. Going to throw out of the backfield. Has Rock. He's going to break a tackle. He's at the 20, cuts to the 15, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Man, he just worked his way across the field, started from the far side, came across, made the grab inside the hash marks, got to the sideline and in at the pylon. So they don't waste any time increasing that lead up to 20 to 7. I think Coach might have went in at the half and said, look, guys, you're letting them stay in this game. Let's go out here and put it away. Uh, two, two impressive pass plays there. So the extra point is up, and it is good. So with 11.07 to go here in the third quarter of play, 21-7 now the lead. Well, not the start, second half start the coach wanted because Fort Payne needs to answer back here and put some on the board ourselves, but we, golly, we can't, can't waste opportunities. You know, Scott, I'm just afraid uh, with our current situation with personnel on our team, we, I don't know if we got any big play, you know, that we can match them big play-wise. It's going to be hard, Roger. I mean, like you said, they've, they've got us outsized, and, and speed-wise they've probably got us outmatched a little bit as well, um, especially in the key areas. Even if we were to break one in the secondary and had, had some room, I mean, we've seen them run us down from behind a couple of times so far tonight. But uh, – Again, that time I think the key the key is going to be to keep pressure on Higgins, the quarterback, and not give him time to sit back in the pocket because they've got the wide receiver core that this group has. You can't guard them forever. They're going to, they're going to find a way to get open, and Higgins has got the arm strength. And if they don't find yeah. anybody open, you got to hem, hem him up and get him get him down. Yeah. Uh, he's been so elusive so far tonight. If you don't have pressure on him, it could be all over. A little punch kick. Fort Payne's going to field. Cash will have it at the 30, to back to the 35, and that'll be about it. All came loose. But it was after he was already oh, stopped. Going to mark it back here. He had made the 35, but they're going to mark it back at the, between the 32 and the 33. Oxford's Elston made the stop. 
And they're going to mark it up to the 33-yard line. Very seldom do you ever say mark it up. It's usually mark it back. But they're going to put the nose of the ball right at the 33. So Fort Payne now with their first possession of the second half. Opportunity to put some points of their own on the board. Laylock again going to hand off up the middle. Nothing there. Got back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it as he handed it off to 24, Caden Dubos. I think uh, Scott right now just looking at this Oxford team, they seemed a little more fired up the second half than they really did the first half. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they've definitely made some adjustments at the half. I mean, they saw a different Fort Payne team they're used to seeing with a Hunter Love in there. Uh, so I, I definitely expect to see some more – some more aggression coming out of Oxford on the defensive side. Second down and 10. J.D. looks, throws across the middle, has a receiver caught. First down to Cam. He's going to pick up 12 yards. Well, that's that's the one pass so far it's worked a couple of times for us, that little slant across, across the middle. middle. Yeah, very, very nice. I'm going to line to Cam Thomas up on the far side of the field, and I just run him on a quick slant across the middle. And uh, just uh, – Coverage was good. Uh, J.D. Oh. doing a great job of fitting that ball through a needle there, and Cam coming up with a great catch for the first down. All the way out to the 44-yard line. So first and 10 from the 44. Dubose again, the tailback. They're going to hand to Dubose. They're going to be on top of him. He's going to get to the 45, pick up one. Maybe they're going to say he fell over the top for an extra yard. Give him two. Second down and eight. Yeah, the ball out at the 46. Boy, he got everything he got after they was already on top of him. They had fall, fallen forward, though. I like that. I think, um, you know, we've talked about it at length tonight. I think DeBose has got a really bright future here at Fort Payne over the next three years. Yeah, young player. We've got a lot of young players on the team. J.D. calls for it, going to hand up the middle again. This is 12. He breaks it. Alex, the 45-yard line, down to the 43. Alex Aikens on a little quick hitter right up the middle and picks up a Fort Payne first down. Official got caught in a bad spot there. He might have taken the biggest lick of all. Yeah. <laughs> Roger, I mentioned that we saw Alex Aikens carry it three or four times there in the first half. I mean, he hits a hole, and he hits it hard. He does. And, and he's got some speed. Um, see how he progresses in the second half as we go along. That's one thing Coach talked about when uh, discussing Alex uh, Wednesday as we take the coach's show about how Alex hits it with a lot of power. First and ten, we're at their 48-yard line. Actually, we're at their 43 Gonna fake it to Alex. Jay's gonna keep it. Cuts inside outside. Has the sideline down inside the 35 yard line. Gonna pick up eight or nine yards on that play. Gonna bring up second down and short. Yeah, good play call. Coach Emmel doing a really good job as play calling tonight. You know, really keeping Oxford on, on their toes uh, or on their on their heels actually. Um, not really sure what what play's coming next. Second down and one after the nine yard pickup. So far, the Fort Payne line doing a pretty good job there along the line of scrimmage, making holes for Fort Payne. 
Again, going to turn to Takins. He starts outside, cuts it back up, has an opening, breaks a tackle, breaks another tackle down to the 15-yard line, and he was a shoestring away from scoring on that one. Literally, I thought he was going to bust it loose right at the last minute. Literally got him by a shoestring, I think. They're going to mark him at the 14-yard line. Mm. Again, I was just talking about how that line had been making those holes right up the middle. And Alex not being the biggest guy, but he's, I mean, he, he runs a lot bigger than he is. But I tell you what, he doesn't need a, just a huge hole to run through. Just give him just a little bit, and you see him squeeze through there, and he yeah. hits, it, hits it hard. Logan Beard and Gentry, all those folks up on the line. Again, going to turn, hand it, take his again. This time they got in all over him and brought him down for about a yard loss. They really cut his legs out from under him, and they did it quickly. I believe it was number seven that made the tackle for Oxford. Is it Irvin? Yep, Davion Davis, I'd say. Maybe he said it was Irvin, but it looked to me like uh, Davis. Anyway, lost the one, second down and 11. J.D. gets the snap. Going to hand it up the middle. This time it's Prater. Prater. And now they're pushing the pile, still pushing it down to the five. Down to the five-yard line, and it's just a hair away from another first down. Flag down. And what will this flag Seven be? Seven or eight-yard line. Got to think the chance of being a face mask. It's going to be against them, Fort Payne says. That'll put it down to the two-and-a-half-yard line if it's half the distance and a first down. So Fort Payne will have it first and go from around the two-and-a-half-yard line after the furry face mask penalty. Well, that was your old-fashioned Australian rules football. football it, it really was. I don't think they saw Prater come in the game. They're going to hand it to Prater just right off the center, and uh, he gets, you know, two or three yards, then the whole Fort Payne offense gets behind him starts pushing him. So first and goal, as I said, from the two-and-a-half-yard line. Again, Prater in there, J.D. in the shotgun. Going to hand to Prater, going to fake to him, cuts, and they're going to knock him down. He's going to lose back to the, about the four-yard line. Loss of about a yard and a half. It'll be second down now and goal from the four. Don't mind the play call, though, Roger. you got to think they're, they're zeroing in on um, Prater right there as we handed it to him yep. a couple of times in the goal line before and uh, maybe thinking draw everybody inside and giving J.D. some room to run outside. I'm not sure if they had given it to Prater, he would have done any better on no. that run because they had that middle clog. They did. Again, they're going to hand it to him. He's going to lower it now. I believe this is Aikens, actually, that got the ball this time. And he's going to make it down near, the, it looks like from here, about the three, maybe near the two. Let's see where they clear out of the way, and we can see where they place it down. Anyway, it's going to be third and goal. We'll say the two-yard line. I'd say we've got to be in two-down territory here, Scott. Oh, I would think so, Roger, for sure. Fort Payne going with two wideouts. We'll have a Cam Thomas up top, and who's it down the low with Brody Bruce down low this near side. Going to hand it off right up the middle, and in. Did he score? Nope, they're going to mark it right at the foot line. Hmm. Ooh, that's some tough running, isn't it? Down to the, looked like about the foot line. 
Tell you what, Roger, Fort Payne's been getting a pretty good push up front, especially on this drive. I wouldn't be surprised to see J.D. under center and just try to quarterback sneak it over the goal line. Yeah. I think they're going to use a timeout. Let's see. Ti yep, they are. Timeout, Oxford. We'll take a minute break and come back. Fort Payne threatening. It's 21-7, Oxford. gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Fort Payne was fourth and goal from about a foot away. And we'll see underneath is J.D. They're going to do it. the quarterback sneak up the middle. Let's see. Are they going to call it a touchdown or are they going to mark him short? He was way across the line. It's touchdown. touchdown, Fort Payne. Man, the ball. And now there's a flag coming out. Let's see. I believe Oxford may be called for a conduct penalty here. Let's see. But there's a touchdown on the play. I'm surprised they waited this long to call the touchdown from up here like he broke uh -huh. the plane immediately. We only had to go, what, two or three inches? Yeah, it's about a foot away if that far. And like you called it, J.D. just took the sneak up the middle and looks like he had a good wedge, and then the flags go to flying after the touchdown call. And they're still standing around. Still standing around there talking. That's sports line on Fort Payne. All righty. Well, you know, that won't hurt us maybe as bad as it would some people with Alex kicking off. But, you know, you sure don't want to give them any hope at all on these things. They don't need a shortened field. You back it up 15 yards, it's going to be hard to get it over the goal line. Yeah, it's true. So we're going to have to get down and do some tackling on this one. Alex will try to add the extra point and bring this to back to another touchdown game in the favor of Oxford. With 5.32 here to go in the third quarter. Good snap, good hold, the kick is up, and they drilled it. 5.32 to go here in the third quarter. It's now Oxford 21, Fort Payne 14. Little good job answering back. Scott, we saw the, the cats are not going to lay down and play possum, are they? Absolutely not, Roger. I, I tell you, this offense is playing with a lot of confidence. I mean, I think they really get, feel like they've got a chance to win this football game, and, and they do. The defense get a, get a stop, get a turnover. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, Fort Payne has put together a very impressive, what, 67-yard drive yep. right there to score. 
And up until that drive, the defense had made them work hard for everything they got. Oh, they have. I mean, Higgins is not having very many easy passes. He's, he's hanging in there in the pocket some, but he's been scrambling for his life a lot tonight as well. Absolutely. So back within his touchdown again. So, well, see if we can't get another stop here and get the ball back the way this offense is clicking. So Fort Payne will now have to place the ball back at the 25-yard line. So Oxford should come away with good field position. And they'll drop the receivers back inside, still getting them back inside the 10-yard line. Hey, Roger, I'm not so sure if you're, if you're Fort Payne right here. If Alex just doesn't try to angle it towards the sideline over here, and if it bounces into the end zone, great. If it doesn't, they just give him the ball 35 rather than give him a chance to return it. Yeah, that'd probably be a good thing to do. Here we go. He'll do a little squibble kick, and it's going to go down to the 15. Get through his legs. He's touched it. He's got a run with that sucker. Going to come to the near side. Has opening. Fort Payne's going to knock him out of bounds. Well, he didn't go out of bounds on the sideline. Finally, they're going to get him. Looked like he was going out, and they are going to mark him. It's a 22 or 23. I thought he stepped out there, but they didn't blow the whistle. And now before Fort Payne players are 12. That's why I'm trying to say who, who that is down. It's 12. It is. It's Aikens. Aikens down. He's come hopping on one foot. Hopefully, it's mm. not anything serious. He's putting weight on both, but you see that way his ankle turned in. <laughs> and hopefully, nothing serious. And I'm sure, coaches get the get the medical folks over there. Somebody in our crowd not happy with what happened on Alex. This may have been a late hit or something. Oh, maybe it's just a cramp. He's like just trying to stretch out his calf. But first and ten, they have it at their own 28-yard line. This time, going to fake the handoff, going to keep it again. It's Higgins, and he's going to drive, struggle out to the 30. Second down and eight after the pickup of two by Higgins. Plenty of time on the play clock as Higgins will get it. Throw a little out to the left side. They get a block on the edge. Going to have a first down, avoid a tackler out there. Fort Payne really missed the tackle. And going to be a first down pickup for uh, Oxford to Rock Taylor. And I think Will Green knocked him out of bounds, but not after till after he gained about 14 yards. So the ball at the 45-yard line, first and 10. The defense has got to stiffen up here and stop them, get the ball back. And Trey Higgins gets the snap. Fort Payne got a little pressure on him, throws it out there and right across the first down marker, and it's caught. Rock Taylor again picks up 11 yards, and it'll be a first down. Roger, just a tough spot for Fort Payne. You, you want to get pressure on Higgins, not give him all day to throw. If then you do, you're going to have to play man-to-man -man on the outside right. outside to do it. And uh, this receiving core's got, got speed and size, and it's just hard for Fort Payne to match up. I don't know if I'd rather depend on my defense getting pressure on the quarterback and taking her chances to receive. receiver. I, I agree. I mean, it seems like Taylor's the only one he's going to. Right. So here you go. 
at the Fort Payne 45, low snap. He's going to pick it up and keep it as Higgins. Voiding tackler's going to have the outside. He's going to cross the 40-yard line, reverse his field again, and finally go down around the 39. Gain of about five as they look where they place the ball, so it'll be second down and five as Will Abbott made the stop for Fort Payne. Again, they had Higgins in all kinds of trouble and just, just couldn't tackle him. Just can't get to him. That's it. When you get close to him, just can't get to him. Second and five. Higgins again going to tuck it under, going to run. Tries to go up the middle, nothing there, but he's going to fall forward. He's going to be about two yards shy of the first down. Just a little quarterback draw and able to pick up. They're going to wait. They've got it marked about three yards needed for the first down. So the Cats need to step it here on defense. And get the ball back. We know our offense has been clicking. Higgins again looks, throws, has a receiver in the middle. Fake the handoff, kept the ball inside the 30. The 25 breaks through. Fort Payne's got to catch him and drags him down finally near the 10-yard line. The ball is loose, and they're going to say he was down. Well, it'll be first and goal, Scott, as they got it marked just inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, that's that same pass where they kind of beat us on all, all, all night, uh, you know, that, that underneath route. Right. We just had a hard, hard time a hard time guarding it. It seems like they have receivers coming from everywhere. everywhere. You're right. Higgins looks. Again, going to throw that corner slant out there. It looked like they may have oh, pushed right. off, and there comes the flag in. That's incomplete. There's a flag on the play. Now there's another flag on the play. This is on Fort Payne. I, I just don't get it. I mean, Darwin Kemp, you, you, you cannot play that play any, any better. No. I don't think there was any contact beforehand. He breaks the ball or rips the ball away out of Taylor's hands. Well, I thought there was some contact, but I thought it was pushed off. And uh, now apparently Camp frustrated has maybe said something, and we'll get us a little yardage tacked on to that one. Mm. Man. Dead ball foul. That's supposed to be a lot of conduct against Fort Payne. Well, it's a shame to see penalties make such a big difference when you got a team out there who's just put it all on the line and playing their daggumdest and uh, have it all come down to this. Yeah, you definitely could see that fade route coming into the back of the end zone there with uh, Higgins going to Taylor again. But, again, I, I just don't think Darwin Camp could have played that ball any better. And if it was some contact, it could not have been much. And then uh, Camp just makes a great play on the ball. Well, one thing you can say about that Taylor, boy, he runs a great route to that corner. Oh, I guess it's not hard when you're 6'4". Right. <laughs> So here we go, first and go from three. Higgins just going to take the ball, roll right, 
push forward, breaks the tackle into the end zone, touchdown, Oxford. Trey Higgins, three yards and Oxford touchdown. Well, Oxford goes back out to a 27-14 point lead now. Esther Point will put them back up by two touchdowns. 2.25 to go here in the third quarter. And they'll try to attack on the extra point. And the kick is up, and the kick is indeed good. So with three or two twenty-five to go in the third quarter, Oxford now takes a 28-14 lead. Man, you just hate to see those penalties make such a difference in a game, and especially when both teams are really out here playing their hardest. Yeah, I guess we should have been watching that play up here on the monitor, Roger. We probably could have seen it a little better from my yeah, angle. Of course, we're right. play happened all the way across the field from where we're sitting. Well, Fort Panel, there's still plenty of time, 225 here in the third. Uh, Fort Panel get the ball back, and maybe we'll go down the field, put up more points, and then give that defense a chance to make a difference. Taking some time here before we get the kickoff underway again. Here's what's good for us to kick off. Cam Thomas and number 24. Caden, they're both back there before playing. So Cam and Caden back for the Cats. So that's something else we hadn't seen in quite a while, a good return by either team. Expect another short kick here. That's been the pattern so far as he'll put a toe into it. This one a little deeper, a little higher. Coming up and fielding it and dropping it again is 24 Dubos, but he's able to fall back on it around the 23-yard line. I think he wanted to run with that one, Scott, before he brought it in. Yeah, he did a good job of run, running up and, uh, you know, catching the ball in, in stride. May take us off of it just at the last minute trying to do something uh, – with it a little earlier before he, before he caught it, but uh, again, good good for Fort Payne. He got got on it, and um. so we'll have it first and ten from our own 23-yard line. With Dubose in the backfield, J.D. under center will turn, going to hand it off to Dubose. Tries to slant off to the right, and not much there. Matter of fact, probably going to lose the yard. Small loss, but I call it second down and 11 now. After the Dubose run, and he'll remain in the backfield. And some discussion going on now about the play. Now they'll finally come up to the line of scrimmage. Twin receivers to the near side. Looking, looking, going to throw across. Has that little play right there to number 35 again. Marcus Ledford. I'm going to pick up about six. It'll be third down and four. Third down and four. 
that one place Scott's worked for us all night. But, I mean, you know, you, you're not going to get a lot out of it, maybe. But, you know, if you need short yardage, it's work. work. That's it. And a third down and four to go. Well, Pan, I think, needs to kill some clock and do something with this ball, or Oxford might be a, uh, have a chance to maybe run away with it. Inside one minute to go. And a whistle's going to blow and stop the play. And I believe Fort Payne, oh, Fort Payne time calls out. timeout. 53 seconds to go here in the third. It's 28-14, Oxford. Back in one minute. Hey, friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac. I've got Mini Coopers. I've got Toyotas. I've got Nissan. We've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, i got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. Well, it's a big play, as I was saying to Scott. We don't need to give it back to him right now. Third down, four to go from our own 30-yard line. J.D. again with a snap, looking. Throws across the middle. There's got to be a flag there. He was hit way too soon. Man, he was hit way early. Man, I'd like to see that one again. Tried to hit Cam across the middle, and he was hit way before the ball got there. But did a flag come out? No. I don't think so. Actually, actually since Sawyer Burt from the uh, tight end position on a slant. Was, uh, it, was it Sawyer? I believe it was Sawyer, and it did look like an arm for Oxford. Got there a little bit early, but it's going to be an incomplete pass with no flag called. Well, now we're going to have to punt the ball away. They could get good field position. Let's, well, I shouldn't say that with Alex back there punting. And the whistle's going to sound, and Fort Payne's going to call another timeout. We'll be back in one minute. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Alex to kick the ball away. We'll put a toe into it. Nice driving, beautiful kick. They're going to let it bounce. Going to field it on the hop at the 20-yard line. Slanted left, comes inside, gets a block. Going to break a tackle inside the 50, 45, 40, 35, down to the 30, to the sideline, stutter steps, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Oxford. Let's see if he stepped out anywhere. 
Nope. Well, there is a flag somewhere, thank goodness. If not for that, it was an 80-yard punt return. Plus, I saw a penalty back here blocking the back that I don't think they didn't call. Yeah, that they didn't call. So let's see what this one's going to be. Man, I hate to see the outcome of a game depend on a lot of uh, penalties. It's a hold. They did finally call it. Yeah. Well, let's see how far back they go to. Of course, it didn't. The block in the back I saw happened around the 35-yard line of Oxford. And, of course, uh, they're not going to bring it anywhere back near that area, I don't think. But we'll see. They're still walking back with it. And are they going to place it down at the 31-yard line? Timeout, Oxford. We'll be back in a minute. Get this mess straight. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. Trying to figure out what's going on right now. Looks like both offenses are on the field. So when the officials are talking, I think they're clueless about what's happening at this particular moment as we look into the huddle there. And Coach Elmore is out there letting him them know what his opinion of it is. And let's see. We had double calls there against Oxford, a holding and then legal block in the back after they had returned 180 yards for the touchdown. And now let's see what's going to take place. Yeah, Scott, I don't know if I've seen this. Both offenses are on the field. Well, I guess somebody will score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're still out there, as you can, guys can see at home, out there discussing, and I'm not sure they know who the ball even belongs to. Well, if it happened during, during the turn, it's definitely going to be Oxford football, but it's disgusting to where, where the ball is going to be placed. Well, one thing you say, everybody's all fired up. Even the crowds are getting into it, both sides. The referee there talking to Coach Elmore, trying to <laughs> try to convince him that he knows at least what he's talking about. 
Well, this is interesting. I'd like to be a. I think, I think the question Coach Edmore's asking right now is where was the block in the back? If he saw the block in the back that we saw, or that, if that's what they called down around the 30-yard line, the ball is gonna, ought to be placed down around the 15. Well, and now they're going to march it back from the 50. And that's what I said from the beginning, Scott. I saw that block in the black and you, uh, back, and you did too. Somewhere, what, around the 35, 30? Right, probably around the 30-yard line. Maybe been uh, a little bit back behind that, Rogers. But uh, but they, they didn't throw the flag at that spot. No. So we really don't know if that's the block or the hold that uh, <laughs> the flag came out for. And evidently, that's where it was. This ball's going to be marked back probably all the way to the 10-yard line. All the way back to the 10. Man, talking about a turnaround. Yeah, bring bring back a touchdown and uh, bring it all the way back to the 10-yard line. This is where a turnover could really be huge for Fort Payne at this point in the game, Roger. Well, absolutely. Well, I guess Coach Elmore won that argument. Now let's see if the defense can step it up here. Still 27.3 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Coach Elmore's only been around football his whole life, so I'm, uh, I'm guessing he probably knows as much as, much as anybody. Yeah, I would think so. So here we go, first and 10 from their own 10-yard line. Higgins alone in the backfield. Looks, wants to throw, winds up, throws across the middle, has a receiver wide open. He breaks the tackle. He's at the 35, the 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 30 of Fort Payne, and a flag comes out. As Kemp made the tackle, did they get him by the mask? They're going to call a horse collar, I think. Well, they got another flag down here at the five-yard line. May have a hold on that. We got a flag at the five. Three flags on the board. Now we got third, third flag. Well, that last flag ain't going to matter, I don't think. Roger, poor old Darwin Camp, I think he's played a good football game. He's just got his hands full out there trying to guard Rock Taylor. Ain't that the truth. I mean, giving up. Giving up 40 or almost 45 pounds and four inches. And they, I think he's probably giving up a little more than four, four inches. Yeah. I've been, you know, when I saw Darwin, I never thought Darwin was six feet tough. Yeah. Replay the down. Replay first down. <laughs> oh my goodness so after all that we're going right back to the 10 yard line where it'll be first and 10 again from the 10 and guess what we're still in the third quarter 16.5 seconds we'll eventually get out of here So here we go, first and 10 from the 10-yard line. Higgins again to the quarterback, takes the snap, hands off, fakes the hands off, going to keep it around the left side, cuts back. Again, two people miss a tackle. He's going to go out of bounds after he picks up a first down all the way out near the 25. Got and uh, obviously there's a flag on the play. Was there hit out of bounds over there, Scott? I don't think so. It looked like uh, Higgins just ran out of bounds, but Oxford does a really good job on that play, Roger. They're going to line up with trip receivers to the left side. They're going to drop one. The outside receiver actually drops back. Looks like they're going to set up a little hot route to that side. It takes all the defense over there and leaves a hole right, right up the middle or right on the left hash mark. It's a block in the back, back. against Oxford. Three play first down. 
Is this our fourth time for first down? I believe it is. It was first and 10 from the 10. Now where's the ball placed? This time it's on the 13-yard line, and it's going to be first down and seven. I'm confused. I mean, you both. Where was the block in the back? Here we go. Going to fake. Going to hand it off this time. Again, got the corner. Has the first down. Down the far sideline. Breaks it inside. Breaks a couple of more tackles. He's in the clear. 40, 45, midfield. The Fort Payne 45, 40, 35, 30, 25. And finally brought down at the 22, 23-yard line. That was Fagans on the run. Darwin, bless his heart, made the tackle. And finally, that third quarter is over. Man, we're going to take a breath, and we'll be back in one minute. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Well, finally, we're going to roll around here to the fourth quarter, and the ball will be on the 21-yard line. It's Fort Payne 21, Oxford up to 28 to 14, and Oxford with the ball. And, man, this and that third quarter was a Donnybrook. Was that a good word? Uh, uh, be as good as any. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we've had a little of everything. So Fort Payne trying to keep Oxford out of the end zone for another visit. And Higgins again, the quarterback. In the last minute, these officials had flags on the ground longer than they've been in their pockets. That last minute lasted 15. <laughs> Here we go, come to keeper. He's going to run right. Still in the pile, pushing forward, going to pick up about eight yards. All the way down to maybe the 14. It's going to be second down and three, long three. Dubose again on the tackle for Fort Payne. So second down and a short four. Higgins going to throw for it, throws out there, has a running back, hits the receiver, and he'll go down with a first and goal. First and goal, the ball placed at the Fort Payne. Where'd they put the ball down? Let's see. Four. Down about the four-yard line. 
Higgins almost fumbled. It's going to pick it up and run into the end zone as he leaps over the last Fort Payne defender. And that was nice. Higgins picking up the Fort Payne defender that he just ran over. So they're going to go out and lead 34 to 14, 11.04 to go here in the game. And I mean, we've been doing this a long time. I don't know if I remember a quarter like that last quarter. You'd almost have to see it to believe it, Roger. Oh, absolutely. I saw it, and I still don't. <laughs> I might believe it, but I don't know what it was. Half the things, I could don't know what was happening. The officials weren't sure either. And the kick is up, and the kick is good. 11.04 to go. It's 34 now, 14. 35, I'm sorry, with the extra point. 35-14, Fort Payne Trails by 21. Yeah, it seems like it's been forever since Fort Payne's had the ball on offense. Because it has been. Yeah, it has <laughs> been. I'll tell you one thing, though. I think you you could talk to this Oxford team and the Oxford coaches after this one, and they'll tell you they've been in fight. There is no doubt about that. They, they've, they've, they've earned this victory. They sure have. A hard-fought victory. I mean, of course, it's not, it's not over yet. Fort Payne, uh, you know, if we can, Fort Payne can score on this possession, uh, maybe get an onside kick, turnover, you never, never, never know what could happen. No, you never know. But you got to be able to stop them on defense. And we've had that trouble here the second half. That's, that's been our downfall has been the uh, inability to uh, stop them. And, and, I mean, if you watch the game, Scott, it's just been really big play after big play, whether it's Higgins breaking loose or Rock Trailer, Rock, you know, whoever. Just hard, hard to defend. Um, you know, even if you cover wide receivers well, um, you know, Higgins is very elusive. He's hard to bring down. Uh, when you get close to him, it's just hard to get a hand on him. Kick will bounce in front of Fort Payne. They'll pick it up at the 20. Back to the 30-yard line, and that's – Number 24 again, trying to do both. And there was, there yep, there's a flag again, a late hit over in front of the Fort Payne bench. <laughs> Being poor old Darwin standing right there. Surely they can't blame this one on him. Should be 15 more and bring this ball up to what, 40? Forty-eight, forty-nine, forty-seven, forty-eight, yeah. forty-nine yard line, I guess. Yeah, it's going to be out close to getting close to midfield. Well, that helps. Every little bit helps. And the official finally going to mark it down at the forty-nine. Knows the ball at the forty-nine yard line. Fort offense should be rested as J.D. is under the line of scrimmage. Alex Aikens in the backfield. They're going to hand it to Alex and not much there. They were looking for him on that play. Might have lost the yard. Depends on where they decide to mark it. 
Yeah, they put it about right, about maybe a half a yard loss. We're going to still say second down and 10. Didn't lose very much on that one. Maybe on the inside handoff to Aikens. Again, nothing there. They were waiting on that one. Alex Aikens on the carry. Probably got back that half yard that he lost on the first carry, so it's going to be third down and 10. Well, another big play for the Cats. We've said that over and over tonight, and it seems like it's just been a whole series of big plays. Fort Payne trailing 35-14 with just under 10 minutes to go. And they need 10, and there's going to be another whistle. And I think Fort Payne did call timeout. Yes, we did. Timeout on the field. We'll be back in one minute. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, it's third down and 10 for the Cats. This time Fort Payne will have a full backfield. Camp goes in motion to the left side. Fake a handoff, looking, going to try to set up a screen. Has one to Sawyer, but they're on top of it after he picks off, picks up about three yards. Man, it, they ran it, but they did a good job of reading it too, Scott. They did, Roger. I thought um, really had that play set up well, but Oxford doing a good job staying at home and uh, picking up on that play early. This is going to stop play here for, looks like uh, Sawyer is holding his uh, left wrist. So we can't take any more broken arms, can we? Hopefully it's nothing like that. Yeah, it's been, <clears throat> been a very physical football game. So Sawyer will go to the sideline. And it's fourth down, and obviously Fort Payne has no choice fourth but to go for it. And if you don't make it, you're going to give them the ball almost at midfield. Here we go, fourth down and six. J.D. throws to the near side, back oh. shoulder, and a flag comes out. They're going to be called pass interference. They're going to call interference. I believe that was on number two, Delvon Fagans. Yep. Interference against 
and that'll keep the drive alive. That's a great throw by J.D. right there, too, throwing it the only place uh, Thomas can get to it, back shoulder throw right here on the sideline, and I really thought Cam would come up with it. Yeah, I know. Well, at least we got the flag. We got the flag to keep the drive alive. At the 32-yard line of the Yellow Jackets. Nine minutes exactly to go in the game. It's a 35-14 Oxford lead. J.D. under center going to turn, going to hand off to Dubose. And nothing there. Going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that'll be it. Bring up second down in 10. Well, we can look forward, I guess, start about time we can start looking forward to next week and the trip up to North Jackson. Been a while since we've played them. Been a long time. I, if I had to guess, I bet it was back in the 90s. It been that long? Golly, well, time flies. Bet it's been close. Well, it might be right. And then they're going to hand off to Dubose, and he's going to get to the 30-yard line, just inside the 30, pick up a one. And it's going to be fourth, or excuse me, third down and nine. Well, it's not third and nine. It's about third and seven. That's what I get for looking at the scoreboard for the yardage. It's third and seven. You know, I think there was some kind of an incident up there the last time we played. and kind of. That was it. Yeah. It kind of stymied us uh, going up there, I think. Hey, kind of the same thing in basketball as well. Yeah. So third down and seven. J.D. looks again and goes for Cam and just zips it right by him before Cam could really get saved. <laughs> and an Oxford player just goes flying through the air. He's begging now. He wanted a flag. Fourth and seven, another play here to keep Fort Payne's hopes alive in this game. Last time we're going to do it, we're going to do a field goal. We're going to send Alex in, and it'll be a 36-46 yard field goal. Be good to come away with points, won't it? Steve Black said we last played uh, North Jackson in 2006. Oh, block. And they're going to return this one for a touchdown. Coming down the sideline. Is that Fagan's 5-10 touchdown? I believe it was number. Got a flag on the play. Well, let's see what this flag's going to be. Actually, well, yes, it was Traquan. Traquan Fagan's. Well, the flag's laying just outside the 40-yard line. Fort Payne teams hurrying down to that end zone, down to the goal line. And the Oxford team is not even on the field. Waving the flag off. Or? Fort Payne set up for the extra point. Personal foul against Fort Payne. Touchdown good. So that's why the Cats are getting set for the extra point. 
down to our left. Well, that makes it 41 to 14. And they'll try to put on this 42nd point of the night. It was still 7.22 to go here in the game. It's hard to believe this was a 14-7, one touchdown lead here at the half. But as good as we played that first half, nothing has went well the second half. And the extra point is good, and it is 42 to 14 with 7.22 to go here in the game. Well, you know, Scott, I'm hopeful this uh, type of effort, though, that we put through tonight and knowing how we can play will help us for the future and, you know, that first-round playoff because we're going to play a decent team in that first round. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you said, Rogers, a 14-7 game at the half, and it was 21-14 uh, for a good while. And then 28-14, yeah. it was still a ball game. Right. Uh, Oxford trying to pull it away now, but uh, you, you can't fault Fort Payne's effort. They have fought this entire football game, never, never given up. And, uh, you know, I, I think for the most part, we've played pretty well tonight, really. You know, I'm wondering if this game, I know we don't keep stats. I'm sure somebody does. If this one. We ain't going to be closing in on some kind of record for penalty yards, combined at least. <laughs> yeah, one thing for rare, uh, rare for Fort Payne, you don't see too many unsportsmanlike uh, conduct penalties. Or, uh, well, we've probably had, what, four or five tonight ourselves, which, yeah. is, which, which is rare for us. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, a lot of times it's the person that uh, – Responds to what somebody else done that get, does that gets caught. That's exactly right. You've got to think there's a lot of that going on. It's, there's been a lot, been a lot of extracurricular activities going on after the play. Yep, you're right about that. Well, now I'm sure everybody'd be just happy to see this last 7:22 to hurry up and pass by as they'll kick it off into the end zone. They were kicking off from what the Fort Payne 45. Well, something I had to kick off from the Fort Payne 45 to get it into the end zone. <laughs> and barely and barely got it there. Yep. So Fort Payne again will come out on offense, and let's see who we have in there. And, of course, J.D. still in at quarterback. And I guess DeBose is still your running back. Cam split to the near side. Inside handoff, nothing there. You know, that's one thing we got to talk about, I guess. They have really shut our running game down here in the second yeah. half. They've definitely done that, Roger. And as we talked about, you know, with, uh, you know, the offense that Oxford's looked at, you know, Fort Payne on, on film uh, without Hunter Love in the ball game, I'm sure it threw them for a little bit of a loop in the first half, and they've made some adjustments. And uh, as you said, they, they really have shut down a running game the second half. A loss of one on the play, second down in 11. Is that Darrell? No, that's Camp in the backfield. They're going to hand it to Camp. He's just going to lower his head and press forward and gets that, maybe get the yard back that they lost, and it'll be about third and 10. You 
you can see a whole lot of that enthusiasm and get up and goes left Fort Payne at this point. Well, he didn't even get that yard back. No gain on the play, so it'll be third down and 11. JD's going to throw the ball, looking, looking, been pressed out of the pocket. He comes to the near side, picks up another block. They lay a hand on him, but he breaks back left. Has a little open territory. If he can get a block, there's a block in the back, and there goes the flag. So anything that happens now is irrelevant. That was as obvious as they come. And when J.D. reverses field there, had wide open field, I thought he was really going to be able to make something out of that play. In the block in the back was set us back even further. Yeah, they call it a hold, I guess, but it looked like a block in the back to me. Anything to, well, now they're going to add a personal foul to it. Where was that? Did you see the personal foul? I saw the block in the back. We called it at the same time, but I never did see a personal foul unless maybe it was on that tackle from behind and maybe they, I don't know. Anyway. Back it up 10 yards. They're going to mark off another flag now. Third down and 20. Third down and 20 from the 10. Triple receivers to the near side. He said JD's going to hand it up the middle, breaks through his camp. He's at the 20 yard line and knocked back at that point. Darling camp, 10 yards to the 20 yard line. Bring up fourth down and 10 for Fort Payne. They didn't get Darwin down. He's a tough guy. Yeah, he is a tough guy. I tell you what, he's, he's played extremely hard. Of course, everybody on this Fort Payne team's played hard tonight, I think, Roger. Right. I agree with you. But you know, it's took such effort that it's just hard to sustain it for a whole football game. It is, uh, especially going up against a team with the, as physical and as big and as fast as Oxford is. They're the number one team in the state in 6A for a reason. Right. Well, we're down inside five minutes to go as Alex will come in and punt the ball away. And surely Oxford will be content with us letting running out some clock this next time. Punt's going to take a Fort Payne bounce. Fort Payne's going to let it roll inside the 25. Down near the 20 to the left, we're going to st stop short of that at the 22-yard line. So Oxford will have it first and 10 from their own 22-yard line. We're at 4.35 to go here in the fourth quarter, and Oxford has a 42-14 lead. So hopefully Oxford is going to just uh, try to use as much clock as they can. Obviously, they don't need any more points. So let's see what type of uh, play they use here as Higgins, again, the quarterback, will take the snap, low snap, just going to hand off a simple handoff in the backfield, breaking outside, then inside, still driving forward and still fighting for yard he's going to end up picking up about nine by the time finally the whistle blows that was number eight 
Rodriguez Elston. Wells and Maxwell made the tackle for Fort Payne. He picks up nine yards. It'll be second down and one. As we're coming down on one minute, uh, I'm sorry, four minutes to go in the game. Again, Higgins just going to hand it off the middle. He's going to break a tackle and have the first down as he's bulldogged down outside the 35 to the 37-yard line. I hope the game, at least in this last three and a half minutes, stays clean. Clean, yeah. Yeah, I think Oscar would be content just to keep the ball on the ground, just if they can run out the clock. Yep, we just hope it stays clean and no more shenanigans. Clock is stopped. I guess did Southside call the timeout. They have one left. I think so. Well, I believe they called the timeout. We'll take a one-minute break. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local Oxford didn't use a timeout. I don't know why they went to the sideline, but anyway, they come back to the line of scrimmage and they're going to hand it off. They maybe give them a yard. It'll be second down and nine. Devin Wells on the tackle for Fort Payne. Well, kind of put that again under another one of those strange things that we've seen tonight. We've seen a lot of them. Is there a full moon tonight? <laughs> Looks like it, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's been weird. Clock running down inside 2.50 to go. And Oxford draining the play clock down to four. Higgins just going to keep it and sprint right. Tries to cut up the middle and brought down after a short gain. Gain of another one, I would think. Third down now and about seven as he got about two in the end. So third down and seven for the Yellow Jackets. Roger, if you're Oxford, why do you, why do you even have Higgins in the football game? I know. That's that thing you're risking getting injured with the game well under control. Higgins is going to end up winning, going undefeated in region play and ended up, ended up, I know they have another game next week. So they get a good chance to go 9-1 on the season. And like I say, we'll be region champs, and they'll be at home playing whichever of those two teams uh, Fort Payne doesn't play. Again, it's Gardendale, and can't think of the other one. Higgins drops back, wants to throw, going for it all. Has a receiver wide open, caught it to 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Well, I don't know what to think about that. You, yeah, that's. That seems pretty, pretty classless if you ask me. Well, I agree with you. I asked you, so you can say. I'll just, I'll just put it right out there. That's all, all you can say. <laughs> I mean, trying to ride oh. the clock out and after play, after play, then hit a big, how many yards? 60-yard yeah. touchdown or whatever. 
So they'll try to put their 49th point of the night on the board with the extra point. And I agree, that's pretty low, I think. Kick is up and the kick is good. So 143 left in this game and Oxford now leads 49 to 14. Absolutely no reason to do that other than run the score up. Well, I know. I don't know if they're going to get any uh, good neighbor award or whatever you want. It's a sportsmanship award. Do you? Mm. Nope. Doesn't look like they'll be picking up that ribbon at the end of the night. I guess some people's attitude, hey, well, you know, it hates y'all's job to stop us. <laughs> I agree with you, but, I mean, I agree with that philosophy. If if it's third quarter, early fourth quarter, something right. like that, that's fine. We're on last last drive of the game. They've run it four or five straight plays, not running trying to score it all, just running out the clock, and then you want to throw a 50-yard deep ball. I just don't get it. Nope, neither do I. just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So we'll see what happens here on the, again, to me, this just helps to build hostilities. And we still, yeah, and we got another minute 43 to go in this game. So let's see what happens in this last 43. I think that just opens the door for a lot of trouble, but we'll see. And this time they kick deep. For the first time tonight, they kick off and they kick it deep. Touchdown Fort Payne will have it at the 20. Okay. Who are we matching up with the player against Region 7? I mean, 8, 6? You know, I'm not sure of the number. I just know it's whatever Gardendale is in. Let's see if I can find it. And if I heard the name of the other one, I could tell you. Uh, minor. That's it. Yep, minor. I told you it was a little short. <laughs> Pennsylvania Valley, Clay Chalkwell, Gardendale, and minor. Yep, minor's it. Again, we're going to hand off into the backfield, struggling forward for a couple of yards. Looking at the standings, unless Miner beats Gardendale, and I don't know, I don't know if that's this week or if they've already played. Should be this week. Uh, I think this is, I think, it's the last week for region okay. competition. Now that might not be true. Pick up of two, second down now in eight. JD under center will turn. Going to again just hand off on a simple handoff, and there's nothing there as he handed it in. The game was number 20 for Fort Payne was in the game, and it was a handoff to Jorge Riviera. Yeah. Third down and nine after the actually lost about a yard really, so third down and nine. Coming down on 35 seconds remaining in the game. J.D. sends receivers to the near side. One isolated out on the left side of the field. Should be probably the last play of the game. Again, they're just going to hand it off to, I believe, Rivera again, and nothing there. Play loses two. It's going to be fourth and 11. 
But that'll be Bearden made the tackle for Fort Payne. That's going to be the last play of the game. And Oxford's going to come in here, and after a, only a seven-point lead at the half, they're going to walk out with a 49-14 to 14 win. And I guess it shows you why Oxford's one of the best teams in for Alabama 6A, at least, or in any classification. There's no doubt about that, Roger. They've got, they got, got, the, got the size, very physical, um, no, a, lot, a lot, a lot of talent. And uh, you, you can definitely see why they're ranked number one in 6A. And you look at the quarterback, Higgins, phenomenal job tonight, extremely hard to bring down, very elusive. And then uh, Rock Taylor, you know, great wide receiver. has one guy he looked to go to pretty much all night long. But, uh, again, hats off to Fort Payne. Uh, Fort Payne fought hard in this game. I think it was a 28-14 uh, game after three quarters. Uh, or right there close to the end of the third quarter if it wasn't. Right. But uh, – this Wildcat team fought, fought hard. Uh, definitely say they were probably a little outmatched, but um, Fort Payne's heart and their effort tonight was definitely unmatched. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, I'm telling you what, with the, with the difficulties we had uh, faced coming into this game, as you can see Coach Elmore out there shaking hands with Higgins, and I'm telling you what, Higgins is a fine quarterback, isn't he? Oh, he's, he's a player. Uh, you know, he throws, throws the ball extremely well. Great size, uh, 6'4", 200 pounds. And I'd say he's probably a little bigger than 200. But, uh, you know, again, I didn't get to see a lot of him throwing the football. Now we throw him, uh, saw him throw a couple of deep uh, corner routes in the end zone to Taylor. But outside of that, uh, threw a lot of underneath routes when he did throw it. But one thing that impressed me the most was running ability. Um, yeah. You know, we had guys around him all night long in the backfield and just couldn't couldn't get a hand on him bring him down. He just uh, sidestepped this guy the yeah. way and uh, just – Again, just a phenomenal athlete and a great player. A lot of times you hear them refer to quarterbacks as they're just a team manager. Uh, this guy truly runs the team. <laughs> there, there's no, no doubt about that. And uh, he, he ran with the football a lot as he well. He sure did. Well, we're going to get a couple of minute break in here before we come back. And hopefully by then, Coach will be through with the alma mater and talking to his team. So let's take a two minute break. Final score is 49 14 Oxford. Back in two. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. Just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, i got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. Got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider.
They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, we're back at Wildcat Stadium. The Cats on the short end of a 49-14 game against the Oxford Yellow Jackets. And the Yellow Jackets showing why they're one of the top-ranked teams in the state. And Fort Payne gave them all they can handle as it was a seven-point game at the half, 14-7. to Then near even the end of the third quarter, Scott, still a seven-point game when it was 21-14. Uh, uh, hey, you're exactly right, Roger. And, uh, again, you know, I don't think there's any doubt um, – you know, Oxford being the number one ranked team in the country, they're there, they're there for, I mean, in the state, six, Class 6A, they're there for a reason. I mean, they're a very, very big physical football team with a lot of athletes. Uh, you got a great quarterback, great receivers. Uh, they're big and strong up front. And uh, But Fort Payne gave them all they wanted. Uh, I, I think uh, you can definitely say Fort Payne had them back on their heels definitely well into the third quarter where most teams have been, been blown out at that point. And uh, I can't help but think Fort Payne probably got a little tired. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But, again, um, you know, the, the heart of this Fort Payne team, their effort tonight was de definitely unmatched. I, th I thought I thought we fought extremely hard, had a great game plan, uh, especially with Hunter Love going out last week. We had a lot yeah. of guys stepping up, and uh, I, thought, I thought we played extremely well. Yeah, it makes you kind of wonder what we'd done if we'd been at full strength tonight. I know uh, it would have been pretty good. I think it would have been a closer game. Obviously, Oxford probably is the better team, but uh, – in any any individual game, you never know. You, you don't. You're, you're, you're exactly right. But, uh, you know, we, we knew it was going to be an uphill battle coming into this football game. We got to see a lot better game, I think, probably than what most people were expecting uh, through, through three quarters. And eventually Oxford uh, pulled pull away. But uh, just hats off to this Fort Payne bunch for putting together a, a, a great effort and playing extremely hard all, all four quarters. Uh, I know the coach is really encouraging, as it looks like they're having a prayer now. But, I know he has to be uh, really encouraging his team and bragging on them how they played really and kept it, uh, you know, kept it within winning distance up until the, really the end of the third quarter. Even, even in that second half, I think the only thing Coach Elmore might be a little disappointed in, I'm not sure what happened on the block field goal. I turned my head for just a split second and caught, caught it out of the corner of my eye, a guy coming off the edge and blocking it. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like Coach Elmore wasn't extremely happy about something that happened on that play. I don't know exactly what it was, but uh, – but uh, all in all, fought, fought hard, play, played a good game, just uh, just ran up against the uh, best best team in Class 6A. Well, you know, we started out this season playing two really tough teams. The coach thought that would help us to get through our region lineup, and it probably did help. And uh, until, uh, like I said, until we ran into Oxford here, and we'll get another chance though as we get in that first round of the playoffs, as you said, against either Gardendale or. Minor. Minor. There we yeah. go. Something yeah. about that name don't just don't want to stick in my feeble mind. But I also think, too, Roger, you know, we played gas and see what was it, the second or third game of the year. Mm -hmm. um, first, wasn't it? Yeah. 
was the first game of the year? Well, it was after, the after one that counted. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. First one that counted. So, the second game of the year. And, I mean, you look at this football mm-hmm. team that we saw here tonight as opposed to when we saw first or second week of the season, you've seen Fort Payne improve drastically. Uh, and I think playing gas and helped helped us a lot in this game. Um, as you saw the score as close as it was through three quarters. And we see Webb down there with Coach Elmore. He should be with us shortly. All right, y'all got me? Yeah, we got you, Coach. Coach, uh, you can't say your team didn't really pretty much just lay it all out there on the field. Yeah, that's why I got to tell them. I mean, obviously, we're disappointed the way the fourth quarter worked out. Um, but, you know, we told them all week, uh, they got a great team. Uh, they're the defending champs for a reason. Let's don't be intimidated. Uh, let's, don't be, uh, let's don't be passive. Uh, and let's attack them every snap we get a chance. And I thought we did that. I mean, they just made some plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, I, thought we, I thought we lost our composure a little bit. And that's my fault. You know, when, when, you, when you challenge 16 and 17 year olds to play with a lot of emotion and with a lot of intensity, uh, in a high, uh, comp- highly competitive game, sometimes they lose their composure. And I thought that happened to us a couple times, and we've got to learn from that because that's how playoff football is going to be. You're going to be in a highly competitive environment, and you've got to be able to maintain composure and not let the officials uh, ha- have you lose composure. And so that was the only thing I was really disappointed in. Uh, and again, that's 100% on me. Uh, we, we, I got to do a better job of, of, of keeping us under, in under control right there. But I thought the effort was, was great all night, and I thought we made a lot of really good plays against a really good team. Well, Coach, we, uh, you know, at the half, down by 7, 14-7, even into the third quarter, it was 21-14. So we're still right there at that point. Yeah, really proud of how we the third quarter played out there. They come out and score and go 21-7. It would have been easy for the game to get away from us right there. Uh, and we put together a drive and drove it down and score on fourth and goal to one to make it 21-14. Uh, I thought that, was, that showed a lot about uh, the, the character of our team. Um, and then, like I said, we just didn't make enough plays in the fourth quarter. And the uh, field goal's on me. We, 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 we thought Sawyer was still hurt, so I tried to change staffers at the last second. We were out of timeouts. And I was trying to get their attention to uh, just take a delay because the, the five yards wouldn't have mattered for Alex at that point. Uh, but the center didn't get the memo, and he snapped it early, and Alex wasn't ready. So that's on me. So we gave him seven there, and, and uh, that, that's frustrating because obviously that could have made it. I uh, wouldn't have probably changed the outcome, but that could have got us back 35-17 uh, you know, there early in the fourth quarter. And in fe- instead, it was a 10-point swing, basically. A lot of uncertainty throughout the game on the field, coached by, even by the officials. We, we had a hard time keeping up with what actually was going on. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of, I guess, uh, unique calls, but it, it, was, it was some frustrating times. I mean, I, I didn't understand what they were doing on a couple of enforcements. And uh, I think they, they finally did get everything right, though, and, and I think that's what uh, probably got both teams' uh, emotions to highs. We weren't sure what was going on, but uh, I think the officials finally did settle in and get the calls right. But, uh, uh, you know, it's just a – it was a for for three quarters there. It was a classic 6A football game that uh, two good teams going toe to toe. And uh, like I said, you give them the credit for all the plays they made in the fourth quarter. And coach, we've talked about this, to Scott. We've talked about the effort that uh, your team put out there tonight. I mean, the, the heart and the effort was, uh, in my opinion, was unmatched. But uh, I can't help but bring up them their last touchdown. Just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Don't see the point in it, uh, especially when they try to run run out the clock there for about five or six plays in a row. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's something, Scott. If I'm being honest, I would never do that to somebody. But hey, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, we got to stop them, and um, you know, we we didn't. So uh, we won't. We won't cry and whine about it, but uh, you know, it just—it's just part of it sometimes. But, uh, uh, but like I said, like you said, I, I thought our—I thought our effort was phenomenal all night, and um, 
uh, on both sides of the ball, and we showed just a lot of toughness. And you know, we had we had some good tough yards down there in the in the goal line area uh, against a good football team, and, and it wasn't necessarily. Uh, I don't know how great the blocking was, but it was just sheer effort by our offensive line and our, and our running backs. And uh, and I tell that's why I just got to tell them if they can if they can take these lessons and improve from them, uh, we won't face anybody better than this group until you probably face this team again because I think they're obviously one of the best teams in the state. So um, it, hopefully it'll be a good learning experience for us, and um, and uh, we'll take it. And hopefully we didn't get anybody too seriously hurt tonight and uh, uh, heal up and get ready for North Jackson next week. That's one thing I was telling Roger. Uh, you go back to the Gaston game, the second game of the year, and to see where that team was at that game, and to see the effort we put put in tonight, and the and the progress we've made throughout the season, uh, says a lot about your kids and uh, your coaching staff. Yeah, and you know, of course, people will go flip on the score uh, or check the scores tonight and say, well, they got blown out by Oxford, and and, I'm, and I understand that. But like you said, even though the scores were very similar to the Gaston game to this game. Two completely different ball games. I mean, I thought we, I thought we battled all night, and, and, and they just made a few more plays there in the fourth quarter. But uh, like you said, very proud of, uh, of our effort. Uh, and I think we have come a long way. And now the key is, can you get a lot better here uh, next week and the next before uh, before we get into the you know win or go home situation? Well, next week we'll get back down to earth as we'll go up to North Jackson. First time we've visited them in quite a while. Yeah, you know, obviously it was a big rivalry back in the day, and so we're glad to get them back on the schedule. And it's it's a big game for our seniors. You know, winning seven games has always been a big thing around here, and uh, uh, we've won six on the field at this point. And so uh, we're challenging those guys to try to get that seventh win on the field uh, next Friday night. So it'll be a big game for us, and we'll need to get ready for it and uh, go up there and, and hopefully come home with a with a victory. Well, appreciate it, Coach, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week up at North Jackson, and we'll be rooting for the Cats to finish the regular season out on a winning note. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, Scott, the final, the Fort Payne goes down to Oxford 49-14, to but that score is really not indicative of how well the Cats played tonight. I agree, Roger. Through, basically through three quarters, Fort Payne was still in this football. On both sides of the ball, it's great effort from this coaching staff to get ready with a couple, you know, Hunter being out, uh, Dame being out, having to move some guys around. Um, just, just a great effort all the way around for Fort Payne tonight. Well, we'll be back next Friday night, as we said, from North Jackson at 6.30 for the uh, Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show. Then the Cats will take on the Chiefs at 7 p.m. So for Scott Weatherly, Roger Ingle saying, Go Cats!